Welcome to Life in Progress. I am your host, Solomon Ray. And I'm Tia. On this episode, I share my birth story as well as my adoption story and why this journey to fatherhood is so important and so healing for me. But first, we dive into the details of our highly anticipated egg retrieval. And we find out what made me say this. If I could travel Mm. back in time, would I want to see Jesus Christ or Tina Turner? And honestly, I think I'd rather go see Tina Turner. Yeah. I think that's... On this episode, we take a break from our high note and low note of the week, and we share our gratitude list instead. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome to the show. We're back. <laughs> we are back. Um, well, first off, before <laughs> we get into the show, I'm kind of like shocked that you're here. Because <laughs> I, didn't I tell you I would be? So <laughs> Friday, um, we got the news to that we were gonna move forward with egg retrieval. We got our schedule for Sunday morning Mm -hmm. and so you you were under the impression like oh no no no, it was wednesday when they yeah yeah so friday it was like oh if we get an early morning ultrasound appointment Mm -hmm. after the appointment you'll come to my house we'll record this week's podcast boom 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 Mm -hmm. but then it was so much later in the day yeah so then you're like oh i'll just be there monday morning and i'm like yeah "Uh, (laughs) not the next day after a surgery (laughs) You're like, you're like, if you can't, it's no big deal. I'm like, no, I'll be no, fine. No, literally, I was going to be like, well, I could just, you know, push on and yeah. do the show myself. Nope. I'm here. So, I told you I would come. On that note, <laughs> let's do our check-in. You first. Um, I'm feeling good. Excuse me. I, um, I had, you know, we did the surgery yesterday, which we'll talk about more in a minute. Um, but afterwards, I went home. I rested. Saturday, I really spent the day like cleaning up the house, getting the girls ready. Typically, Sunday is my get ready for school mm-hmm. day, um, but I moved it to Saturday, so got everything out of the way. So yesterday, when I went home, I really didn't have much to do. I braided Lily's hair, but that was like it. Um, and yeah, I feel I feel good this morning. I That's great. <laughs> yeah, I was uh, yesterday. I had a little bit of. Uh, you know, soreness and stuff because we did retrieve so much. I think, you know, of course, the more you retrieve, the more, you know, trauma there is. So you feel it more. So I did feel it when um, I came out of the procedure, um, felt a little kind of crampy and just bloated and heavy yesterday. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually put on Spanx for a lot of the day because the kind of tightness kind of yeah it did the little pressure kind of just held everything in place and made it feel a lot better so yeah i did that yesterday and slept a lot and yeah and i feel great today yeah amen yeah i was like (laughs) you do not have to because i um i didn't set an alarm this morning Mm -hmm. so i just kept waking up um and like around like seven i looked at my phone Eight, I looked at my phone, and then like nine, I looked at my phone, and I didn't see anything. Well, you mm-hmm. had texted me, yeah, text you a little bit before eight. See it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, well, she's probably not feeling well, so she's probably not gonna come, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you were like, I when I finally woke up and I looked at my text, you were like, um, let me know when you're awake. Yeah, I like, yeah, I was up. I got the girls over school today, took them, uh, ate some breakfast, laid back down, and I was like, uh, 
I'll just, you know, I'll give him a little bit of time to wake up because we didn't, you know, we didn't set anything in stone as far as time wise. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I'll give him some time to go- wake up. I'll just text you, you know, let me know when you do. And then time passed. I was like, well, I'm probably just going to like get up and go anyway. And I'll just kind of hang out there in the area until he wakes up and I'll just be there. <laughs> and then you text me back. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's wild. Um, if we had to do like real stuff like if I had to like move furniture or like work out or just like I couldn't do that today yeah but sitting in the car driving and then sitting down and recording it doesn't take that much so that's good I'm good yeah yay yeah that's good to hear yes um are you I'm good we got even more good news this morning mm-hmm. which we'll talk about mm-hmm. um but I'm good. I, I'm I'm slightly hungover. <laughs> I don't know what this feeling is. Isn't that wild? So, if people haven't know, known, um, I kind of just gave up drinking just for to help the chances of healthy sperm, help healthy sperm, mm-hmm. great embryos. Mm-hmm. So I was like, bitch, if I have to, fuck, like, I was already doing all sorts of shit in general. So I was like, bitch, if I have to, like. <laughs> That's one more thing. Just get rid of it. Right. And but in the process, um, I've kind of just really enjoyed it. Like I've enjoyed mm-hmm. like better sleep at night. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say more energy because I don't have that. <laughs> but <laughs> I will say I had two glasses of wine last <clears throat> night and I was like, I stopped, I didn't like the smell, mm-hmm. I didn't like the way it tasted. Yeah. In fact, it had two different bottles. And mm. so I was like, oh, I don't like like this one. So I was yeah, like, let me try the bottle. Else. Nope. Mm-mm. Wow. So, and then, so I just kind of woke up like with a slight headache and yeah. just, I don't feel like my, like, like effervescent, like. Right. Ready you to know, get the day going. Yeah. yeah. I feel a little like, but it's, I don't yeah. feel hungover, but it makes me realize like, maybe I'm really over drinking because yeah. if this is the takeaway, mm-hmm. I don't want it. Yeah. Like, I don't really enjoy this feeling. Yep. Um, But I don't feel, like, bad or nothing. It's just in, like, a slight, like... Yeah. It's not as great as you could be feeling. And you know what's crazy? This sounds really, like, an alcoholic. (laughs) But, like, I'm so used to actually feeling like this. Right. You know? So the the months where I wasn't drinking, I was like, oh, that's how you're really supposed to feel. It's like living in L.A. and then visiting the mountains be like oh this is what clean air is like mm-hmm. <laughs> oh wow no, really. yeah, yeah. yeah yeah it's the same like, thing so now i don't want to go back <laughs> yeah like i want to stay in the clean air uh, yeah, exactly right <laughs> i don't want to do no more smog <laughs> i can handle the pollution because right. i've lived in it for so long right but you prefer not to yeah i understand so i'm like this mm-hmm. is kind of yeah so that's where i'm at so but i'm not i'm mm-hmm. not in like bad spirits or anything like that i just feel like damn this is yeah, I don't think I want to do this anymore. Yeah. I probably, I mean, clearly I will, but I just don't know where I am with drinking. Because yeah. even like a part of me is like, I enjoyed it because it alleviated like any social anxiety I had. Right. But I don't be out socially anymore. Right. And exactly. I'm learning. <laughs> even then, I'm still charismatic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's wild. No, like, I, t- I completely understand. It's like, because you still can work a room. It's just, we don't really like 
to be around people. Yeah. So it like it's an it takes effort to do it, and alcohol removes the, the effort. effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. so you still have to. I know. That's my alcoholic. <laughs> I know. I I agree though. Like I. I feel better when I work out. I feel better when I eat right. I feel better when I don't drink. And it's like, you kind of laugh at the girls. Like, oh my God, you don't enjoy life. you so strict about X, Y, and Z. But like, they feel better. And they know they feel better. So that's why they do it. And it makes sense. Once you know what that feels like compared to not doing it, it makes sense. And, you know, I love a cocktail and a glass of wine. But it just just makes you have to like experiment with like mocktails and stuff and like it it pains me to go somewhere and spend good money on like a drink that ain't got no alcohol in it (laughs) like why am i paying 15 dollars for a mix of juices yeah and some garnish but it's like you know whatever like i'll do it have something a little fancy here and there that doesn't have alcohol in it i'm still social and i'm still enjoying myself with my friends who are drinking and all that but you know then you don't wake up feeling not as great as you could so and you know like it's also i'm kind of glad i'm in this headspace now because then i kind of view alcohol differently mm-hmm. like for me i just love to drink things throughout the day yes like we were just talking about add mm-hmm. and it's like i <laughs> i can have my water my coffee yep. a juice a sparkle like i'll have yep. like three different juices right deck, <laughs> and i'll literally be drinking them just all four sip, at the yeah, same time sip of everything yeah so i genuinely love to just drink things yeah yep. and so i think in like including alcohol it was just it's it was never really so much about like I'm trying to escape my feelings. I have like some right. whatever mm-hmm. drama. Right. It was literally just be like, I just enjoy drinking. I, yeah. And I drink Having really stuff fast. in hand. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. And I drink too. really fast. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like sometimes I'll, I would drink so fast. I'd be like, ooh. I'd be embarrassed. Cause like, ooh, these bitches aren't even yeah. Everybody else is like <laughs> sip two sips and you're like at the ice. Like, <laughs> I know. It's like, damn. Right. I'll just sit here and yeah. let the ice melt and then drink the water. I'll drink finish. the water. <laughs> while they finish. No, seriously. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. But you know what's crazy? <laughs> like, some people get headaches from champagne. Mm-hmm. That is the one thing I can drink tons of and be perfectly Me fine. Me, too. And the cheap stuff. Because you know our yeah. favorite. <laughs> Andre. Andre. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yep. like, that's... So, I think maybe... In... We're just champagne girls now. Yeah. 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 That's okay. That's fine. I'm mad at it. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm going to Japan literally... Next week? I think it's a couple weeks from now. No. <clears throat> is it Hold next on. week? Let me see. It is next week. That's crazy. I'm going to J- Japanese. That's week. crazy. Next Friday. And next week Damn. is Thanksgiving. That's wild. We're taking the girls to shit. I need to put that in my calendar because I haven't put it in there yet. Uh, <laughs> that's Friday, huh? <laughs> no, that's Sunday. Oh, it's Sunday? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Sunday. Okay. Holy moly. <laughs> Jesus. Time's flying. Yeah. That's crazy. That's good. We're getting closer to baby. We're getting closer to launching yeah, yeah, baby yeah. mama. Mm-hmm. Everything. Every- good things are on the horizon. Yes. So time passing quickly right now. It's okay. is Yeah, it's totally fine. Like I want it to actually pass. It can even go faster yeah. if we want it to. Really? Yeah. Like, honestly. <laughs> so we'll get into it. But like, this is day one of our embryos. 
And so we don't get another update until day five. Yeah. So I'm just like, Ugh, come on, come on Friday, <laughs> You're like, ready, let's go. Like, oh. <laughs> I, know. I literally sent them an email. I was like, basically saying like. <laughs> I was asking if they have like video surveillance, like monitoring, which mm-hmm. some a lot of technology does for the incubation period. Mm-hmm. They actually have photos and video yeah. that they watch. A progressive progression. But we're not privy to it at this moment. Right. But they they see it. Mm-hmm. And so I was like basically nudging them like share so, it. Can you share some of the live footage? Hand that over. The live stream. <laughs> Please. <laughs> And our, you know, I was like, so we're not going to get anything literally till, like, after the email literally said you're not going to get anything till Friday. Not me coming in. So, like, oh, so you're really not going to get anything so till Friday? You mean, you mean you can't, you can't FaceTime me and put my embryos on the phone? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like a mess. Just, you was trying to be in the operating room. I was. You was trying to be everywhere. <laughs> Don't try to be in the lab. Yes, they 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 were like, okay, Tia, do you have any questions? Literally about shit that's about to happen to me. I said no, but he does probably. I can see it in his eyes, and you did. Uh, <laughs> no, she was like, you can't be in the. Op-. I literally walked. In you the did. You walked room. in there. You and then she said, she said, y'all are trying to get me fired. <laughs> she said between you pulling your pants down so I can mark your butt for your shot in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> On Friday, and you walk into the operating room. <laughs> she was like, "My boss is here. Y- y'all are trying to get me fired." No, <laughs> uh, uh, was like, I don't even know why. I just literally just walked up in the operating room. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, bitch, you're not scrubbed in. You're not no. like, like, what the fuck is wrong with you, fucking goofball? That was so. Uh, Funny. That was hilarious. Like, I had a style myself. I was like, oh my God, bitch, you're literally like, <laughs> like not oh, scrubbed shit, in. Wait a minute. It felt very casual, though. Yeah. Like, where's my seat? <laughs> right. I might have done the same thing. Like, yeah, like, I'm just going to bring the chair. I'm just going to slide the chair up over here. Where's my seat? <laughs> Anesthesiologist on one side, Salmon on the other. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Like, when I tell you <laughs> the fact that I'm such a control freak <laughs> is nuts. Because even in the process, with the Zymot chip, I literally asked him, I said, do a double filtration. You did. You did. You said, can we just run that twice? <laughs> like, I feel like that's a good idea. Right. Do it like some vodka. Can we triple distill it? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> um, do we have hilarious. any reviews? We have so many. Well, no, not reviews. We don't have any reviews. Okay. We have letters and stuff, though. But if you are inclined to review this podcast, please give it five stars and five stars only. only. Um, actually, you know what? I do want to see if we have how many reviews we have. We are definitely getting reviews. I've noticed the number is increasing on both Spotify and Apple. So thank you guys. You guys are rating it. And we are at five stars on both. So everyone is oh, rating it five me. stars. We just don't have written any new written reviews. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we have 19 um, five stars <laughs> yeah. on Apple Podcast. Yeah. So thank you guys so much if you are inclined to... Thank you. Uh, and 28 on Spotify. Oh, amen. Mm-hmm. All right, Spotify girls. Right? <laughs> um. So, yeah, if you are inclined, please send um, or write a review or rate it. We appreciate it. Yes. Um, Let's get into our hypothetical of the week before we get into the show. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Let me just get an email from Neiman Marcus talking about <laughs> new Christmas ornaments. They already know I'm. That's like, funny. Hit him up. Send it to him. He likes them. Uh-huh. <laughs> Honestly, if I can get some of these orders out today mm-hmm. and be done and cook. 
and be done by six. I am gonna go there because there's a black Santa, like the I think I showed you the picture where he's in yeah, the yeah, in the convertible. Yeah. I want so that cute. so bad. So cute. And it's like 190, which is not cheap, but it's like everything else in that store is so expensive. No. If you want, I'll go to Hobby Lobby for you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Cause you got the good stuff. Yeah, we got all the good ones. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take a you couldn't go yesterday because they were closed. They're closed on Sundays. But yeah. I don't mind taking a little lap around Hobby Lobby and sending you all the pictures. Okay. See what you want. I'm down. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Hypothetical. Mm -hmm. So, today's, this week's hypothetical is you can time travel. What one event would you like to go back and witness? That's such a hard question. I know. I love history. Me too. Yeah. So that's so hard. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh, gosh. Do you have an answer? I don't think so. Not yet. Yeah. So that's really, like, really, I wouldn't really mind tough. Going, like, it's crazy, though, because on one end, like, there's things I'm like, I would love to see them build the pyramids. Yes. But that's going to take 300 years. Right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that wasn't, like, built, like, this house. Yeah. Exactly. They threw this house up. In a day. Right, right. Exactly. You know? And not, <laughs> right. not for nothing, I be feeling this shake sometimes. And it really do fucking scare me. Yeah, your foundation's still settling. Oh, is that what it is? That's what it is. Shut the fuck up. Yep. Am I going to die? No, you're not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Every house does that. Every oh. new house does that. Yeah, your foundation just settles and... Yeah. Shut the hell up. Mm -hmm. I did not know that because I've literally been like when the, <laughs> the washer and dryer, I mean the the dryers on on spin cycle or whatever mm -hmm. upstairs, the second floor be shaking. Yeah. I'm like, bitch. <laughs> like, hold on. I said, cats, do we gotta get out the house? That is so funny. On top of the fact that <clears throat> homes that are in earthquake regions like California and anything else in an earthquake zone, they're built so that they will oh, move. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So that in the event of an earthquake, it's not so rigid that it just topples. It'll kind of sway yeah. with the um the earthquake. It's like when a tree, like in high winds, some trees break in high winds and some just bend a lot. That's so, how they build the um skyscrapers now in New York. Exactly. Exactly that. So yeah. So that's why your house moves. Okay, that makes me feel better because I mean, I... <laughs> you wanted to move in California. Oh, you... oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in okay, California, okay. you wanted to. If oh, that shit's built rigid oh, and we get an earthquake, it's... good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, that makes me feel better because these people were um, a week ago were drilling the pavement outside, outside, mm -hmm. not even in, near my home. Yeah, and I felt a shot. I said, "Bitch, this... <laughs> do we got to jump out the window?" Right. So what the hell? <laughs> get the so, cats and run. <laughs> a part of me would love to be with the Egyptians mm -hmm. and whatever, but also, it's crazy to think because, like, we don't have the technologies that we have now. It's crazy. You know what right? I'm saying? Like, yeah. You like how, how do you wipe your you ass? Do? Right. I mean, right. You know what I'm saying like I'm. Those are the, I know Drill. this is crazy. Like those are things I be thinking about. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm like? How do you do wipe your ass? Yeah. Like. Yeah. I just like do you take like a leaf or like <laughs> probably, and then you just go shower or like well you don't shower right. you have to go into the river or something. <laughs> Let me take this leaf and go to the river. <laughs> you know like yeah. what do you the inconveniences of it all. Yeah. And that the girls was dying at really young ages. Mm -hmm. Like, we would be old. Yeah. We would be like, oh, these some old bitches. Exactly. Like, That's they got nice. another 10 if they're lucky. If they're lucky, yeah. And <laughs> yeah. the only people who got got to 40 were the rich people. Right, exactly. Who had the access to, yeah. Hmm. Let's see. A, an event. 
or something. Um, That's so tough. That is tough. I feel like I should have pondered about this longer. <laughs> and, 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 you know, do I have to be a part of it or can I just witness it? Like the Million Man March. I would love to witness that. I would not want to be a part of it. But I would love to witness it. Yeah. You know? And, like, stuff like that. And, like, or I would love to go see, like, someone perform mm -hmm. with great who's no longer around. Yeah. You know, that sort of stuff. Damn. Um... Damn, that's so crazy. Because I, I feel like, yeah, I would like to do like ancient history, but I'm like, I'm okay with like recent shit. Mm -hmm. Like I, you know, I think I wouldn't mind just going back and seeing Tina Turner on tour, her right. last tour, this right. best tour. Like, right. I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Excuse me. Yep. I, I, that's a moment in history. It is. It happened in the past. Yeah. There you go. So what about you? Oh, that's hard. Um, I think... A moment in history that I would love to see. God. That is so tough. I feel like I would love to see, like, maybe, like, Jesus be crucified or something. Not that that would be yeah. something I'd want to, like, no, happen. Yeah, 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 but that would yeah. be amazing to see. Mm -hmm. you know? Okay, wait. Maybe I want to change mine, too. <laughs> like... Yeah, I would kind of want to see certain things like that. Yeah. I think that would be... That's amazing to me. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. Yeah. I, it would be between that... Jesus Christ or Tina Turner. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm leaning more towards <laughs> Tina Turner, but... <laughs> Tina's way more lit. And it's like, if I could travel... <laughs> if I could travel mm. back in time, would I want to see Jesus Christ or Tina Turner? And... Honestly, I think I'd rather go see Tina Turner. Yeah. I think that's, I, cause you know what I'm saying? I just It'd definitely like be more fun. Way more fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, instead of watching this man get stabbed to death in yeah. a, a, on a cross. Yeah. I'd rather just see her sing, you know, Private Answer. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. So maybe not Jesus. I would definitely want to <laughs> still stick with I'll her. go see Jesus. You go see Tina. We can meet up and compare notes. <laughs> 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 not meeting them and be like alright so I base yours was a bad decision right? I got to see her perform all these numbers right. this is how sickening it was <laughs> on, our, on our next episode we'll tell you how our experiences were <laughs> <laughs> I saw Jesus and I would have rated right. like mm, like three stars yeah about three stars I'd give it I'd give it a three <laughs> Uh, mess. Costuming was brilliant. <laughs> Lighting, fabulous. Special effects. <laughs> Performances, not believable, but... <laughs> yeah, kind of like a flop. You know. <laughs> We're going to hell. <laughs> yeah, it was not... Um... I had high expectations right. and just didn't really meet. Didn't meet them. Yeah, but Tina was fabulous. <laughs> Tina was great. <laughs> we'll go see her five stars. Exactly. <laughs> she just got my Tina tickets. <laughs> you know, like, on ticket, you could wait. Yep. Um, performers. <laughs> it would be like, Tina Turner would be like, have five stars. Like, Jesus right. is like solid right. stuck at a three. 2.53. <laughs> it's a 2.7 slash three. <laughs> 
can you imagine like special guest today we have jesus um on the podcast and he wants you to rate five stars or five stars five stars only (laughs) please tanking in the the rating he needs a boost (laughs) oh my god we are his social media manager exactly (laughs) the worst um okay so i love it (laughs) so yeah we did our check-in we did our hypothetical And we're going to take one little break, and then we will get into the show. And we are back. Um, So this is, um, we're recording the day after our egg retrieval. Mm -hmm. And um, let's talk about that. Yeah. So um, Friday... We went in and saw the saw the doc. Well, Wednesday, we went in, saw the doctor. Well, Monday. <laughs> Let's take it all the way yeah. back. <laughs> Monday we went in. Yes. Well. Yeah. Well. Did we? Yeah. No, we went in Monday and we went in Wednesday. Yeah. But on Wednesday, they he checked and he said, depending on what things look like on Friday, we will probably, excuse me, schedule you to retrieve on sunday he's like 90 percent sure but friday we'll know for sure so we left wednesday came back friday and he measured everything and um yeah we we were good to go for sunday so i did my trigger shot uh when was it saturday i did i did yeah yeah friday friday night yep friday 9 p.m did my trigger shot um and then, and this time, out of all three that I did, um, this was the first time I didn't make me nauseous. Really? Yeah, that was Good. wild. I know, I was like bracing myself. First time, first retrieval, I did um, my trigger shot. I stupidly didn't even think about the fact that it would make me nauseous, but it makes sense because HCG is the pregnancy hormone. Oh. Yeah, and that's what your trigger shot is. It's like a, a nice sized dose of that and so me being sick during my pregnancies it makes sense that that hormone entering my body would make me nauseous you know so first time did it wasn't expecting it but it happened second time i was expecting it and so i knew to kind of like brace myself for it yeah and it happened wasn't as bad as the first one but it still did happen Mm -hmm. and then this time i was ready locked and loaded and not once did I even feel a tiny bit nauseous. Crazy. That's good. Yeah. So did that set Friday night. Um, that was my last shot of the cycle. And then Sunday morning, 8 a.m., we headed on to the office. Had to be there a little bit early. Surgery was scheduled for 9 p.m. And timing is very exact. 9 a.m. 9 a.m., yes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Timing's very, very, very exact when it comes to your trigger shot and what time you do that in relation to what time your procedure is. It's like down to like the minute, really. Yeah. And so we had to go a little bit early to sign like the last bit of paperwork and get me prepped and stuff for my procedure and everything. So we got there about 8.15, a little bit before. And uh, yeah, got checked in. Do you want to? share your perspective of everything that happened <laughs> um well you know it's crazy because the night before um this is so wild but like i was like you know what i knew i was gonna spend some time praying and stuff 
And I kind of joked about like, I'm going to spend like an hour of praying. Mm -hmm. And when I tell you, <laughs> I literally spent an hour praying, but it only felt like yeah. two minutes. Yeah. It was so strange. Wow. Like, I just felt like I literally sat right there and that's mm -hmm. the clock. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, pray. And then literally like, I just felt like time moves really fast. Yeah. And then I looked at my clock and it was a whole hour later. <sighs> I was like, this yeah. is nuts. That's wild. Um, so, so then I went to, I woke up the next morning and it's interesting because it is a Sunday morning, but it was just incredibly calm. Very calm. There was peaceful. no cloud in the sky. Mm -hmm. It was just like a perfect, beautiful November mo Sunday morning. Yeah. And yeah, I just got my coffee, drove and, um, picked you up. We prayed in the car and then... Yeah, and you know what's crazy is, yeah, I'm a, a control freak, but I think yesterday, I think I just couldn't find anything. Like, I was just, like, very calm. And, yeah. like, it was weird. It was, yeah. like, I wrote in my little journal that I have, and I was saying how, like, I was almost wanting to be, I, I noticed myself wanting to be quiet, wanting to be still, mm -hmm. because <laughs> I don't know if you get like this, but, like, I like, it's weird. It's just a head thing with me, but mm -hmm. I feel like, okay, no setting movements. Like, just keep it just, <laughs> right. like, very quiet, still, so everything yes. runs smoothly. Like, right, I just right, felt right. like any minute now, something could go wrong. Yeah. So, I was like, let me just, <clears throat> I don't know I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. Like, it was it's like a like, bear in the woods. If you be quiet and be still, maybe they'll yeah. look past you, nothing will happen. <laughs> that, that's kind of how I felt yesterday. Yeah. So it was just very peaceful. Um, But, yeah, like, it's... It happened really quickly, I guess. Mm -hmm. But um, as I we mentioned earlier in the show, I guess I tried to like walk into the operating room. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing that's also wild yeah. is like, yes, this is like a short procedure, mm -hmm. but it's just wild because it's it's still like a surgery, yeah, like or you know like a operation or something, yeah, and. Like, if you think about how they do it and how they retrieve the eggs, mm -hmm. it's still, I feel like it's pretty invasive. Like, yeah. you know, like, so we were able to collect 23 eggs and that's 23 piercings. Yeah. Like, yep. That's yeah. nuts to me. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. And it might be <laughs> probably more, you know, but it's yeah. just crazy, like, to think of. I know. And I it know. all happened so quick. Yeah. Very fast. I, um, you know, we signed our last bit of paperwork. I went in, changed into my operating gown and stuff and went in the little, they have like individual, obviously like preparation rooms and stuff. And so did all that while Solomon waited. And then once I was dressed and, you know, up there and everything, he came back. Um, anesthesiologist went over medical history and stuff like that real quick with me. Um, they put on my, you know, the vitals and the cuff and all that stuff and my IV <clears throat> and Solomon had a few questions and, <laughs> and we just kind of sat there and hung out and talked and waited. And then, um, we went back. Did you give me that letter before or after surgery? I don't remember. After. After. Yeah. And so we went back and... Did the procedure and <laughs> of course I'm cracking jokes the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I get back there and like 
I you I walked into the operating room, got myself up on the table and stuff, and then they started doing all the medication and everything. So I was fully awake and aware for a while, and um, the the anesthesiologist is like, "Well, so we're gonna you know give you this medication to you know calm you down and make you happy." I don't know much, how much happier you can get, but uh, <laughs> he, was like, he was like, we're going to give it to you anyway. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Like, this is a great day. You know, I'm happy. And um, and then, you know, while I'm doing the procedure, because it's not very long, they had to have Solomon go give a sample so that we could fertilize with a fresh sample, like right after the eggs were retrieved. And so... So I told the nurses, these are the same nurses that have seen us for like every appointment yeah. since we've been going and they know us like they hear us come through the door. They're like, oh, Solomon Tier here. We can hear him yeah, from the back. Him. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I told them, I said, I said, all right, Solomon has to give a sample now. Right. And they're like, yeah, I'm like, go out there and make it as awkward as possible. For him. <laughs> and they were like, OK. And they went and they did. And they did. <laughs> It was hilarious. And then I went to sleep. So I don't know what happened with you. <laughs> I was yeah, knocked out I, after that. Because <laughs> I was kind of like joking. I was like, I can't <laughs> wait for this to be done. Um, so this is a little gross factor. But like um, one of the, the things, which makes sense. It just, I wouldn't even imagine to think of this. But basically to ejaculate every single day. And it kind of really, I guess, gets rid of, because I guess if sperm kind of stays put for more than five days, it starts to like disintegrate and yeah, create dies like DNA fragmentation because it's not being used. Right. So it just dies and then it, you form new ones. Right. And so the idea is if you do that daily, you always have like a good Fresh. batch, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I can't wait to be fucking done with this. Like, <laughs> it is so fucking time consuming. I really hate this. It's not how I like to get down. It's just not me. I have too much. Like, but it's like, there's so much on my plate right now that I'm like, I do not have time for this shit. Right. You know, like at the end of the night, like when I'm ready to go to bed, bitch, I want to go to bed. Right. I don't want to have to deal with this. It's just another fucking to-do list. Right. So uh. they, um, so I cracked like a joke on Friday of like, you know, it's time consuming because you have to find something that like stimulates you. Yeah. And it's like, sometimes you'd be on page 91 and you still ain't. And so she right. was like, have you bookmarked your pages yet? And I was like, Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you want to know what's crazy while That's I was so in funny. there, I actually got <laughs> even more nervous because then I got like, I like almost like stage fright. I was like, yeah. what if, because I've heard men get to, when you get to the very final part mm -hmm. of this, mm -hmm. some men get really like performance nervous, anxiety and they can't. Yeah. And I was like, that makes sense. I started to panic. I said, bitch, don't you, this ain't the time. This is not the time. <laughs> like, like, that is so funny. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy that um, when everything was all said and done, we were able to get 23 eggs. And, um, it's crazy that you fertilize them day of. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Pretty much immediately. Immediately. Yeah. That's and I'm like, knows. and it's crazy to think that like, <clears throat> my mom was like, oh, y'all doing this on a, um, on a Sunday? I said, <laughs> yeah, you got to just go with the bio. Like your all body, this is body. so controlled. Yeah. You know, but this is the one area where like, it's really just dealing with biology and exactly. nature. Yeah. Like, this is the part you can't really control. Right. Yeah. There's only so much you can, you can control. Like, 
your body's going to, you know, of course you take all these medications to stimulate certain things and stop certain things and start certain things. But at the end of the day, every everyone's body is unique. And so the rate at which one woman's, you know, follicles grow is different than another. You know, I could have, mine could have been ready on Friday or Saturday or Monday and Tuesday, you know? So you have to just be open and and with the knowledge that it could really happen at any time. I I forget who, I've signed so much paperwork with doing three different <laughs> three different cycles for two different people, but I know somewhere at some point I remember reading something to the effect um like as the donor I have to be aware that my schedule needs to be flexible. You know, yeah. I need to be available to a come in to the office for these checks. Um, on certain days, I need to make sure that my daily schedule um, can support having to take the medication and inject myself at the same time every single day, every single evening. And I have to be aware that my procedure for retrieval could be any day. So it's yeah. any kind, it's kind of wild because I <clears throat> I don't want to say I didn't look at that part, our <laughs> like egg donor contract. Mm -hmm. But, you know, once because me and my lawyer, we had to go through page by page. Mm -hmm. And it, it didn't even dawn on me till like maybe two days later. It was basically saying like, if you don't like, if you don't abide by like the schedule and stuff, like you could be sued. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh shit. Now me yeah. giving Tia a contract <laughs> basically saying like, I could sue her. Bitch, do this or I'll sue you. <laughs> well, I don't think it's really like, okay, maybe it's more of a, um, te I mean, technically you would have to sue if you, but if, it would be, you would be responsible to reimburse me. Yeah. And clearly, if you don't reimburse somebody, then you have to sue them. Right. But I was like, damn, this is, I, I keep forgetting, like. It makes sense. It's But it's also like a huge trust thing because, you know, if right. let's say you were an anonymous person I didn't even know, mm -hmm. I'm really kind of trusting you to be like, all right, well, she's going to do this. Right. Or, you know, it's not like, oh, girl, I was out. At dinner, and I just yep. didn't have time. Right, exactly. I'll do it next week, or do right. it next, next tomorrow. Right, right, yeah. You know, like, four hours later doesn't hurt. It does. There's a tr <laughs> there's an immense amount of trust. Yeah. And, and one thing I love is it never even crossed my mind. It was yeah. never something I was, like, worried about. It was right. just like, mm, okay. Yep, she knows what to do. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of wild that you, it's, you're really, that is, like, really the key player in all this. To, totally. To make sure that everything's so, um, on time. Yeah. 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 It's super, it's just really important. Like the daily medications, you take them in the evening, but it is, you have a little bit of grace with them. You can take them an hour before your set time or an hour after. So my set time was 6.30 every evening. So I had from 5.30 to 7.30 to do my injections. And some days I would do it a little early, like, okay, I'm not doing anything right now. It's, you know, 5.45. Let me do it just in case, like, so I'm, yeah, I'm busy with the kids at 6.30. Exactly. You know, so I would sometimes do it a little early. And there were some days where I have a uh, I had an alarm on my phone to notify me at 6.15 every night. <clears throat> and there would be some nights where, you know, 6.15 would pop up and my alarm would go off and I would just be in the middle of bathing one of the girls or cooking dinner or doing something. I'm like, all right, can't stop and do it right now, but long as I do it in a few minutes. So, you know, we, there was a window, but with that trigger shot, it is literally on the news. Yeah. On the notes. <laughs> you have to do it exactly at that time. Yeah. Mine was 9 p.m. And it's like, you can't do it at 
855. You can't do it at 905. Like, you have to do it at 9. That's just so crazy. Yeah, it's, it's so nuts to me. Yeah, it's wild. Like, how does your body... You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, how does your body even have a clock like that? Yeah, I know. Crazy. Because if you fuck it up... <laughs> <laughs> If you mess it up, um, <laughs> you can um, you can ovulate. <laughs> you can. I don't know why that's so funny to him. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, but if you mess it up, like the trigger shot, basically is you're forcing. It is. Yeah, it is artificially triggering ovulation oh. yeah and ovulation is the release of eggs into the fallopian tubes which eventually go into the uterus to be fertilized when you're doing it you know naturally yeah. so you don't you want the eggs to be ready for that ready to be released but you don't want them to, to release. release yeah because then that whole cycle is there's nothing to watch. yeah there's nothing to retrieve <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> So yeah, so <laughs> you gotta be really yeah. You gotta you be imagine, like, oops, I'm just kidding, right? Uh oh, <laughs> all the eggs are in your ovaries now. Oh my, and it's even even honestly, like it's so much even more than that. Like trusting that the person who's doing it for you isn't having sex. Oh my god, do you want to know what's crazy? Amir, um, my lawyer was like, if she does have sex, like during this, let's say how many of follicles. You could like be pregnant with like twenty three kids right exactly. now. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It is like yeah. So fucking crazy. Yes. Wild. I know. I was telling one of my friends that I was like, I'm like, there's a million reasons why I would never play around like that, but one of the reasons is because you are the most fertile you could. Like it is your peak fertility, mo more yeah. than you could ever be. You could have multiple kids like even without being a donor like if we were like husband and wife they would still tell me the same thing like y'all don't need y'all do not have sex right now because <laughs> if if this eggs if you end up pregnant you could end up with many many multiples like six seven eight nine kids at once that is yeah so that's yeah. horrific terrible yeah so there's a lot of reasons like there's a lot of things that just it's really about trust yeah, yeah. You know, so. But yeah. we were able to get 23 eggs. 23 eggs. Yeah. That's crazy. Which pretty much was every follicle he saw Yeah, on the ultrasounds. That man be knowing his shit. He do. He That's good. crazy. He's so good. Yeah, he's good. Because there's sometimes like follicles, you they'll grow, but like an egg isn't in them. Or like... Mm -hmm. You miss a follicle that you didn't see before, but on surgery day you do. Find it. Right. Or like throughout the process, maybe they, you know, it comes down to expertise. Like if he had said, let's do the retrieval Monday and let's do one more day of medication, my follicles would have kept growing. Don't laugh because I know what you're laughing at because you know what I'm about to say. Some of the some of the follicles could have what, Solomon? Burst. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He cracks up every time at that. They could burst. <laughs> yeah, the follicles, they could get so big to where they burst. The sweet spot for the size is in like the 20s. So you want them to be like, I mean, 19, 20, 21, 22, whatever. But if they start to get too big, they're not going to survive. They're going to burst. So, I don't know why that's crazy. Like, burst. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's it's just such an exact science. It's crazy. Yeah, he was like 23. He was on the nose. And he 
got 23. Yep. He's it is on so, the nose. And it's kind of comforting because I, early on, I read um, that he is the fertility doctor's fertility doctor. Yeah. And, you know, like some people will be saying shit like that. I'm like, girl, I'll see it when we right. switch. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, he has the highest rates, success rates mm-hmm. in Southern California and all this like shit. And I'm just like, Girl, we'll see it when we see it. You right. Know what I'm saying? Like, show <laughs> right. money. Yeah. And even when we did our psychotherapy, psychoanalysis thing, even she was like, no, he is yeah, the he's person, it. The guru that people go to. Mm-hmm. And I, even then I was like, girl, we'll see. Right. <laughs> but it's so crazy because every single step of the way he's been able to. He's been on it. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, so and it nice. has not taken a million appointments because my first cycle Great doctor, but I was literally in that. And it was in Newport, too. So the place I traveled to, the furthest traveling I had to do was when I had to be there every other damn day. Literally, every other day I was in that office. Exactly what you were there for every time is what I did every other day. Plus blood work. So... Oh, not plus blood work. Plus blood work. Every single... Yeah, every single time I get my blood drawn and I'd wait for a few hours and I'd get a call. They'd tell me what my follistim dose was for that day yeah it was crazy so he really like to be able to go in as little as we did do as little blood work as we did mm-hmm. and be so exact like he just really knows what the fuck he's doing yeah, yeah. which makes me really yeah. comfortable super comfortable yeah um <clears throat> so of the do you want to share the results you share your okay. babies well i don't know like you know because i just feel like it's also like I know there's like an aspect that like I get why some people don't want to share yeah. their numbers because it's like a reflection of maybe your body and stuff. Yeah. But one thing I'm realizing is it's not really like that. Yeah. Like um like even right now with the the results that we're at right now in my mind I got to thinking this morning I was like now it's really up to me like now it's up to my sperm to do the work now. Now it's like that is what we're really waiting mm-hmm. to hear from. Yeah. And then I had to tell myself, I said, bitch, don't try to like be too hard on yourself like that. Right. Like just try to get that out of your head. Yeah. Um, but we got 23 eggs and of the 23, 19 were mature. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means like when they took them out of me, there were 19 that were able to be fertilized yes that mm-hmm. were able to undergo the procedure of ixis and mm-hmm. then baby basically ixis is taking the sperm and then injecting it into the egg mm-hmm. and what's wild is they take the sperm and then they break off the tail tail yeah. so you just have the head yeah so it can't leave it can't yeah. leave the egg so crazy yeah they and paralyze it <laughs> you, they inject it and of the 19 14 were fertilized yeah. and there's like a 98% chance that those 14 um, will make it to stage three and stage five um, um, embryos. Mm-hmm. So that's nuts to me. Yeah. But 14 like were fertilized. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. So currently we have 14 children together. Yeah. No, literally. <laughs> yeah. How that's many wild. kids does Nick Cannon have? <laughs> I think he has 12. Oh, Nick, 11 or 12. Never. Nick, <laughs> man, how many? Got kids? you beat, Nick. <laughs> he got 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Nick, you can never. Mm-mm. Ooh, <laughs> you can really fucking never. Um, That's so funny. So, yeah, now we just, they're 
we got the report this morning and now they're just in an incubator and yep. they also just emailed me said that they're not they don't touch them they don't do anything yeah day five they just grow and what's wild yesterday i found out you know by, by day five that's when people just kind of they transfer the egg or whatever mm-hmm. excuse me the embryo because it's reached blastocyst yeah. so you reach blastocyst day five day six mm-hmm. so this fertility clinic they do not send them off until they reach day seven that's wild i'm like are they gonna burst <laughs> <laughs> you know like not a follicle <laughs> so day five day six day seven is when we'll start getting like results of like 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 for instance friday they'll be like all right well of the 14 this is how um, still nine made it to blastocyst and then right. day six We'll get a report like, oh, one more made it to blastocyst. Mm-hmm. But they keep reporting up until day seven. Yeah. And then by day seven, they're like, all right, so we're done. There's nothing more we could do. Right. And then they biopsy them, send them off to get tested. And she said it takes five to 10 business days. So I'm like, damn, we're about to hit the holidays. I like, know. Just like the girls just need to work. I know. Just keep working. Just do a rush. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, can I pay? Can we expedite? No, you know what? That's a good thing. I'm going to email them about that. You're stupid. (laughs) They're going to block you. (laughs) They're going to only talk to me. Like, we blocked Solomon, so we're just letting you know, Tia, pass along the message that X, Y, and Z. We'll be like, what can I pay to just expedite our testing before anybody else. That's so funny. No, because I really, I, I think I am going to hit them up because mm-hmm. we, even if we started the embryo transfer cycle, mm-hmm. um, we need to start, in order to make the, the beginning of January transfer, mm-hmm. um, we have to start basically on the 26th of November. Yeah. But it's also like, you really can't start until you know, like, bitch, do you have the embryos you want? Right, you know? right, right. Like, imagine, like, starting, like, the process, and they'd be like, oh, none of them tested problem. <laughs> that would be crazy. That would be crazy. I know that's not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's definitely not going to happen. Oh. oh, my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> so now um, we just wait for them to be um, turned into blastocysts. <laughs> And then next week they get sent off to be genetically tested. And I want to talk to you about this. So being genetically tested, you kind of just test for any abnormalities. Sometimes, you know, an embryo can have an extra chromosome. It could be missing chromosomes, Mm -hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. There's different type of testing, but the testing we're doing is just really going to test for like any chromosomal abnormalities. Mm -hmm. Um. And that's not to say that they won't turn into live babies because um, there's people who are like 30% of the population doesn't have all their chromosomes. Right. So it's not like a necessity, but it's just something I just was like, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. just get them tested. Exactly. But there's, I've seen more people be against, people who do the IVF stuff, mm-hmm. more people be against the genetic testing crazy then for it crazy and it's so wild to me like what is your take on getting embryos genetically tested there's no way i wouldn't right there's no way i wouldn't i mean you know for one 
it can, I mean, there's little things like, you know, the last, um, the last donations that I did and were turned into embryos and stuff, they were fine, but they did their own, um, eggs and stuff. And there was a abnormality that was just like a facial defect. Like it wasn't, you know, anything super major, nothing that would be life changing or altering or anything like that. But there are really some serious things that can be avoided by doing that. And I don't understand why as a parent, I mean, I guess making life easier for yourself is one thing, Mm -hmm. not having to, you know, try to care for a child that has some sort of like really, really deep, you know, chromosomal issue. But it's just, why would you want your kid's life to be harder if they don't have to? You know, if you were having a baby a traditional way and then, you know, nature just, that's what happened, then okay. But But, now you can still test that. Yeah, in utero. Yeah. I did it um, with Lola. We did it and we really didn't even do it for those reasons. We just wanted to find out the gender early. So (laughs) so it was like a few hundred bucks to do it. So we did it. Um, but yeah, it's like if it if it happens, even if it even if you find out too late to, you know, terminate the the pregnancy, if that's what you choose to do, like, you know, you you deal with it. But the same people I feel like have the opinion of not doing it and risking having a child with these issues are probably the same people that if they had children, they would do everything possible to use products that are safe they would try to get the best car seat and do all their research to keep their kids safe they would use products around the house that aren't you know cancer causing like they you do all these other things to keep your child safe you do all these other things to make your child's life easier better exactly start now and and do this (laughs) you know i don't think it's playing god i mean hell making a baby in a freaking lab (laughs) we're already halfway there it's you know it's, <laughs> if you think it's playing god at what point right. did you think it was playing god exactly like if that's your belief yeah then people girl, who can't have babies naturally shouldn't have babies period <laughs> so so to draw the line at that point is just not even logical so i mean if people want to not do that that's fine you know if people i even understand let's do the testing to rule out any sort of abnormalities but don't tell me gender i don't want to pick that way that That i can understand that really really just comes down to personal choice but even that that when you're pregnant back not too long ago you couldn't even do that when you were pregnant you know you just had to wait till birth to find out the gender of your child that is so crazy but we have you know ways now where we can figure out if you're having a boy or a girl and so technology is always going to advance in ways that allow us to know things before we would have been able to know before and even with not getting naturally pregnant some people choose to find out gender now some people choose to wait till they have their baby some people say i can't understand why you would wait that long because then you can't do the nursery you can't pick out whether it's going to be you know pink clothes or blue clothes and girl stuff or boy stuff like but you look at somebody who had a baby 60 70 years ago and they say well we just you know we didn't have that so we didn't do it we just you know, prepared how we could. So there's always going to be a goalpost. It's always going to be moved. <laughs> and I think the most important thing is to just make the best jo- the best decisions you can make as a parent. 
Do what you feel is best for yourself, your child, your family. And if it's not something you want to do, the key to that is not doing it for yourself. (laughs) But it's not imparting your opinions on someone else. Yeah, it's just kind of nuts because in the beginning of all this, I was just like, oh, yeah, of course, like, you know, testing everything. Mm -hmm. But the more people I followed or just, you know, hearing their stories, Mm -hmm. when it gets to that point, a lot of a lot of people are like, we decided not to do that. And I'm always left wondering, like, bitch, why? Yeah, like, that's crazy. Why did you do get all the way to this point and be like, no, I'm not going to test them. Yeah. So, bitch, you're just going to throw shit out the wall and just hope something sticks. Right. Literally. Right. You know, like. And you're you're spending a lot of money to do this, too. Girl, so. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah, because some of these, they can't even, like, if the abnormalities are, are, excuse me, are um severe enough, once you transfer into the uterus, the body will naturally Reject abort. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, now you're spending money and just kind of throwing it away in a sense. Yeah. So like give yourself the best chance of only having to do this shit one time. <laughs> Emotionally too. Yeah, exactly. This lady, um, this OBGYN, she was basically talking about like miscarriages and she was like, I want you guys to know something that a lot of it is just really genetic. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, just an abnormality mm-hmm. in your body's, it's your body's natural way of like rejecting it. Yep, exactly. She said, so don't feel bad. Yeah. It's not like. Not your body is yeah. incompetent. It's actually a good thing that your body is like saying this is, we yeah. can't go through this. Yep. She said sometimes, you know, it still goes through with it. Right. But it's your body's way to kind of say, so this is kind of like another way of, you know, alleviating some of that and hopefully just kind of have it more smooth sailing but but then also it's like I think people also just kind of like really zone in on the fact that like you're picking the gender and then you can also pick the eye color and the hair color and because I guess you can you I mean we got the same eye care and color so it don't (laughs) really matter right but some of the girls be like all right well if I'm gonna have kids i want them to all at least have the same eye color and stuff like that and i guess that's how the girls feel like they're playing god but i'm like right i just feel like if you got to this point i don't know how to put it it's like just i can't see why you wouldn't want that additional information exactly and there's so many other things to be mad about like (laughs) People are dying, Kim. (laughs) (laughs) People are dying. Like, there's just so many other things to be angry about and mad about. Like, there's literally children who are abused in their homes, who aren't loved, who go to sleep with empty stomachs, who don't have a roof over their head. Like, there's just so many causes when it comes to children to champion and to put your time and energy into caring about to where... Worrying about people who clearly are going to love a child that they're spending all this time and money and intention on bringing into the world, that kid's going to be loved. Yeah. Period. So whatever they choose to do in the interim, who cares? (laughs) Find something else to spend your time on. Yeah. Like, it's kind of wild because there's, once I really kind of tuned into the fact that 
I've heard this before, but it didn't really click. But like, mm -hmm. kids are not asked to be here. Mm -hmm. Like, you're never asked to be put into this earth. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, it, it started to really lean into the idea that like, okay, well, if I'm choosing to do this mm -hmm. for myself, really, mm -hmm. then at least make this the best life possible for them. Yeah. And, and that to me starts now. Yep. You know, it's crazy. Somebody said something, I wish I would have saved it, but they said something to like, um, you, something like, because you guys are doing it this way, um, you have more opportunities to really, um, they didn't say it like this, but like care for your child. Mm -hmm. like they're not even conceived but mm -hmm. you're doing things so yeah. your mind like most people find out they're pregnant when they like it's already done yep she said so this way you're kind of already prepping yourself and kind of i forgot i wish i would have saved it but something i saw like yeah on the snapchat yeah 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 mm -hmm. Yeah. And i was like wow, i never thought about it like that yeah yeah you're right because yep. i don't have i'm there is no baby mm -hmm. but my mind's already telling me like, all right, so this is because I've had to prepare for this. Yes. So therefore my mind <clears throat> is like already in preparation for it. So I'm it's already within. You're thinking as a parent already. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like finding out, be like, oh, we're pregnant. Right. You know? Now let's think about this. Yeah. 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 And I was like, that's such an interesting perspective. To yeah. See. It's true. It's yeah. true. Yeah. And that's why I say like these kids are already being born into so much love because there's so much time money, intent, everything put into this process before they're even created, Yeah, you know? And it's it's even different than, like, people who are like, okay, let's try to have a baby. Like, yeah, they're thinking about it before it happens, but you're not having to, you know, bend over backwards majority of the time Yeah. Um, before this baby's even here. So, yeah, it's very different. It's interesting because... Like, I think people, you know, when you get pregnant, let's say you find out, what what time do people, what, when do people normally find out? Like, six weeks? The earliest you can find, yeah, around? the earliest you can find out is like five weeks. I found out at five weeks okay. with Lily and six with Lola. But you were trying. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. We were looking for it, yeah. So then it's kind of like, at that point, you're, you have like t 10 months almost of just anticipation. Yeah. Whereas like, this is like, we already have six Years. months deep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we're already six months in at this yep. point. Yeah. And we still got another month. So it yep. plus ten. So it would be like seventeen months. Yeah. Almost a year and a half. Oh my God. Yeah. A That's year crazy and a half. to think of. Mm hmm Seventeen, eighteen months. Mm hmm That's nuts. I know. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's crazy because my heart really goes out to people who struggle with um, infertility because I can't imagine being suspended like s being already s emotionally suspended for 18 months is wild yeah. but some people are suspended for like years mm -hmm. and but that's you know that's I read that like sometimes it could be like a huge emotional yeah mental toll yeah one of my girlfriends the one that I told you I you know I wanted to bring on mm -hmm. she oh, yeah. tried for a few years yeah yeah years and i remember seeing her like full range of emotions like she for a while like 
kind of tapped out. I was like, I don't even, yeah, I'm not even trying. Like, I don't even know if this is going to happen. And she has a stepson who's incredible. And she's been in his life since he was really little. So she's like, you know, this might just be my child. Like this might be God wanted him in my life because that's going to be my only child, you know? Um, so yeah, it's such a mental thing. I remember when she called, she FaceTimed me, never FaceTimes me. She FaceTimed me one day and I answered it. I was laying in bed looking crazy. I answered and she held up a pregnancy test and I instantly just oh. started like yeah. boo hoo bawling. Like, cause I just, I knew how much work went into that yeah. and how emotionally taxing and physically taxing all the, you know, she's had, you know, I'll let her tell her own story when she comes on, but there were like, you know, surgeries and procedures she had to do. Like there was just a lot yeah. that went on and went into making this baby and, the sacrifices and the years and the emotions and just all of it. It's like, it was, it was a lot. It was a lot, a lot, a lot. So, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of wild to kind of see that. I think mm-hmm. that's also why, like, I'm like on one end, I kind of like even slightly not hesitant, but I'm, I'm more like aware of like even sharing good news. Cause I know like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine people who are having hard times and let's yeah. say they're going through something like this as well. Yeah. And being like, I can't imagine it being like hard to like see people have yeah. success or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. What's back to the ge- genetic testing. Um, my, um, so my cousin is, she runs and owns a surrogacy agency and She's also a surrogate herself. I think she's done like two maybe. That's crazy. Or something. I don't, it's something like that. Yeah. And she, it was for this couple and she was like, yeah, they didn't get none of these things <laughs> tested. <laughs> they wasn't looking right. Even at the glasses <laughs> stage, them embryos was looking crazy. Ooh. And she, they were like, we, I guess they're going to go through implant. I mean, <laughs> ooh, ooh. transfer. It's not an implant. It's a transfer. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Christine. Christine, god damn it. I hate these people in these fucking Facebook groups. <laughs> T and I are part of like this. Um, mm. like a Facebook group of like intended parents and surrogates or whatever. And <laughs> Tia made a comment like, oh, something, I forgot what it was, something about, and you use the the word implant. Yeah. Basically, like when you take the embryo and you put it in a uterus. Yeah. And somebody quickly, you know, they're like, we, we don't say implant, it's called transfer. It's called transfer. And you were like, Yeah, you she said, you mean transfer. No, bitch. I mean what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Tia was like, you know what I meant. Yeah, I did. I really did. I was like, you know what I mean. And, and the bitch was silent on the end because in my head, I was like, you know what I mean, bitch. But I just got in that group and they seem real sensitive. So I was so like, I'm not going to get kicked out. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> implant. So now we call it implanting every time. <laughs> We talk about it. <laughs> My cousin. They transferred. She's like, I guess they we gonna still do the transfer. And then sure enough, like there was no pregnancy or whatever. And um the couple was like, they're like, Well, she's not good enough. So they found mm. another surrogate. And it's like, bitch. <laughs> right. She ain't the problem. It's not the problem. <laughs> right. Okay. Like she's not only carried two of her own children, <sighs> two of somebody else's children. Right. It's not her that's the issue, Mm-mm. child. It, Girl, she... y'all should have got that that the genetics happen. right. Spend the extra money, get the yeah. Y'all over here th- literally throwing caution to the wind. Crazy, like crazy. And then 
I'm part of like this gay man, like surrogacy thing. And this, like, I see this a lot. Oh, so the, somebody made a post and was like, um, where we did two transfers and they all failed. And then in the comments, it was like, me too. But the third one's always the best, which technically. Your chances you do increase. Yeah. Right. 98% by the third transfer. But everybody was like, yeah, we, it took us three tries. It took us three, all, like all these, like, Tia, I, it was probably like eight or nine comments. Mm -hmm. And I said, none of you bitches. <laughs> it like, right. what the fuck is wrong with y'all? Right. Third time is not the charm. Using technology is the charm. Bitch. <laughs> That's crazy. Like, yeah. I need to pull it. I don't have, it's downstairs, but um, actually, I'll, I can pull it up right now. I'm going to tell you guys exactly <laughs> if how much a transfer is. Let me see. Financial. Um, there it is. Let me see. Financial information for Solomon Barnett. Um, dun, 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 dun. Here we go. So, um, embryo transfer cycle is, it comes out to... 2500 um and the medication budget is here where is it where is it where is it um a thousand dollars so i mean it's not like it's a lot but you know 2500 dollars to do the transfer plus an additional thousand in medication plus this medication like you got to inject intramuscularly mm -hmm. so it's it's a tougher injection period. Mm -hmm. Y'all, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, who wants to go through that three times? Right. It's you know? crazy. Crazy. When you could, like, prevent, like, so it's, it's just literally, and I hate to push, like, tear people down, but it's like, you could literally So many things that. are preventable. Mm -hmm. You know, like, all you had to do, how much is the, um, damn, I just closed it out. Mm -hmm. But, um, Spend the money on the, the testing. Get it done. Make a good, solid decision. Yes. That way you have the information to be like, all right, cool. Like, right. And I think that's why our doctor's like, he's like, we only transfer PGTA tested embryos. Yeah. I was like, oh. <laughs> like, you can't come over here with all that funny business. <laughs> he said, y'all not messing up my um, right. success rate. Right, exactly. That's why I'm so successful, because I'll be playing them games. Ooh, <laughs> something. So he was, um, he was telling us in one of our first visits, mm -hmm. he basically worked with a couple. Um, mm -hmm. And I guess the the wife was not really doing the medication. Yeah. She was kind of skipping a couple days. Yeah. <laughs> and She's real blase blah. And we got like a couple eggs. Yeah. And he was pissed because he was like, you're fucking up with my reputation. Like, yeah. you aren't doing your job. Yeah. She's a television personality. Yeah. So it was very public. Housewife, I think. Yeah. It was what they were doing was public knowledge. And so when his name is out there attached to these people who don't have good results, it's not what did she do wrong or, you know, it's They're never that side of the story. Yeah. It's like he's not a competent doctor, which yeah. is couldn't be further from the truth. So he, he told us, he said, y'all don't, y'all yeah. don't film anything. Right. Don't, don't get in here playing. Don't. <laughs> yes. Fucking around. Exactly. Fuck around and find Fuck out. Fuck around and find out. He was very serious. Like, <laughs> he, he said that and then he called me on the phone like a week or two ago and he reiterated that. And I was yeah. like, girl, I was like, all right. 
I know. He saw I was doing my job. <laughs> he was very he was very happy with me. <laughs> he was like, y'all not about to fuck up right. my success uh-uh. We're not playing them games. Mm-mm. That is so funny. But yes, that's <laughs> kind of where we are. Um, yeah. I have more news on Friday. So by this time next, actually, yeah, by this time yeah. next week, next Monday, mm-hmm. we'll even... We'll know like which ones get sent off for testing. Yeah. We'll find out literally on Sunday, but by Monday we'll know for sure like how many. Yeah. We'll be shipped off to Jersey. <sighs> the bricks. Making make making a making a trip to the bricks. Mm-hmm. That is so funny. But yes, we're gonna take one more break and we'll be right back. And we are back. Um, got my little tea here. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I wanted to kind of really, I've, I've shared this on my own podcast before, but it's not like titled like Solomon's adoption story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. So like some of the girls, we, they don't know there's over 130 episodes. Yeah. So it's like the girls, I just feel like I would rather, and plus it's all in different fragments. It's right. like a little bit here, Share a little, little here, a little there. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just wanted to, um, <clears throat> explain things because um in I, I never am someone who's like oh i need to explain this but the more now that i'm in this realm it means much more to me now like yeah. this my story if you will i think it explains too why we did what we did totally mm-hmm. um i'm i have a a cough drop in my 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 mouth right now so i'm sorry this is so horrible <laughs> actually I'm gonna take it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate when people be on podcasts and they be chewing gum, clicking and clacking it. That is so nasty. One thing at a time. <laughs> so, um, my biological mother—I do know my biological mother. I don't know my biological father, um, but I know a little bit about him. I guess from what my mom has, sh- my biological mom has shared. But nonetheless, I guess from what the streets are saying. <laughs> the streets are talking. <laughs> um, I guess they both just wanted to have a kid. Um, and so they were like, let's just have a baby together. So they were like us. Yeah. They were just like friends. <laughs> and I don't know how true this is, but the streets are saying he was gay. So they're really like us. I know. <laughs> when I tell you, like, I'm trying not to get into woo 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 and like you know all this stuff, but there is so much. Someone told me this. Um, one of my spiritual advisors told me this years ago. He said there's so much duplication in each generation of your your past. Mm-hmm. What happened to your grandmother happened to your mom, and what happened to your mom it happens to you. Mm-hmm. And it really is so wild when I see the parallels of all three of us. Right and. Like, honestly, like, when was it? Sa- Saturday night when I sat and prayed, I was like, this has to all end with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, we're done yeah. with the game. Right. <laughs> it, ends it ends today. today. <laughs> so, um, the words on the street was allegedly was <laughs> a homosexual. And um, they just wanted to have a baby. Yeah. And But my mom at the time was struggling with... Um, drug addiction and so duh not really the smartest thing to be doing but (laughs) the crazy thing is um my biological mom is also adopted herself i don't think 
Oh, your biological mom. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So yes. she's adopted. Um, and she was given up by her mother mm-hmm. because um, her mom is white, and but her biological father is black. Mm-hmm. So she's black and white. Mm-hmm. And at that time, they couldn't, which is so crazy to think of, um, having a black baby was just, yeah. you couldn't have that in the house. Yep. Which, I mean, it's just so fucking mm-hmm. nuts to me. I know. My I mom's know. best friend, um, who's also adopted, and her biological mother is white, and her biological dad is black. Yeah. Same thing happened to her. I remember they you saying that. Pushed her out of the house. Mm-hmm. And so it, the crazy thing is my mom's best friend and my biological mom, I mean my adopted mom, just for reference, um, my adopted mom's best friend, who's also adopted bl- half black, half white, and was kicked out of the house, um, was best friends and grew up with my biological mom. Yeah. So they had so much in common. Yeah. Is that how your adoptive mom came to know you? No. Oh. No, not at all. It, which is wow. also really wild. That's wild. And so a lot of things I've, I've learned about my biological mom was through my mom's best friend. Because she was like, oh, we were best friends growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. So with all that being said, um, my biological mom was adopted. And so there was a lot of trauma, I guess. And it, I think growing up, I never... I couldn't compute it because mm-hmm. I'm I'm adopted too, mm-hmm. and I just I from I from what I've heard is she just had a hard time dealing with being adopted, mm-hmm. and I never understood. I was like, what's the big deal? Like, right. you live with a very wealthy family, yeah. you know, like literally, like would always wear went to like great schools, private schools, mm-hmm. would always wear white. Just to, they would make not make fun, but like people in the neighborhood would be like wow like she's playing outside in all white mm-hmm. you know just got the best of the best yeah what's the issue right but now it's like with that like now i see it through different eyes mm-hmm. plus the idea of like you being part white and black and not being able like your mom could not have you in the house yeah. like i can't imagine being like what's like what's wrong am i a, like you know like what's wrong with me to and a part of me there's a half of my dna is bad yeah or you know like in a way like oh because i'm part black so i can't yeah i can't admit i don't i can't experience love i can't experience care and it's wild to think of like that's how the state of the world was in the 50s Mm -hmm. which is just so nuts to me crazy i know so with that being said um she did struggle a lot with and I mean a lot with <clears throat> drug addiction and she was just in and out of jail and just not able to really care for a child, but nonetheless still <laughs> decided to have a child. So I was her first child. She has three, three kids, <clears throat> all boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the time of birth, which is so nuts to me, a couple years ago, I ended up getting my medical record and going through everything and, um, there was so much drugs in my system that I guess by law, like they just have to remove you. Like mm-hmm. you lose guardianship of your child. Like you can't be the parent. Mm-hmm. So the next um, available person to basically be act as my parent or guardian would be my grandparents. Mm-hmm. Um, so her adopted parents, they became my guardians or whatever. 
And, but in the interim, I spent 13 months in the hospital. 13 months, like I never, like at time of birth, I never left. I never like got, probably didn't get no fresh air. Like nothing, bitch. I was just in a fucking incubator. Right. And. That's why you like being in the house now. Hello. Cozy. <laughs> Cozy. <laughs> and so like. And then in, um, I was looking at my medical record and in my system alone, there was um, methamphetamine, cocaine, opioids, mm. and I don't, I can't remember if I wish I had it in front of me. If I want to say either marijuana or something else, but basically my mom was just really just living it up, child. <laughs> Till Shit. time of birth. Like she was Woo. like really just. It's like the time, time is now. <laughs> okay. The time is now. <laughs> so ah. I was born with all those things in my system and spent 13 months um, in the, what is it? Neonatal mm-hmm. NICU. ICU, NICU. Mm-hmm. And so the wild thing is, they were like, you know, he's, I did have a couple speech impediments. Um, They're like, he's not going to be able to like walk and talk. He's going to have severe de- developmental issues wow. and just like a whole bunch of stuff. Um, Also, my insides, it sounds so gross. My insides were born outside. Yeah. So that's the reason why I have a, the scar on my stomach. They mm-hmm. had to basically rearrange my organs yeah. and they had to cut out a bunch of my intestines that's why my waist is so small. You bitches can't. skinny. Um, but just like all sorts of just weird shit. That's all. And um, yeah, it's kind of interesting to have all this bad news, and none of it stuck. And that's why I'm a firm believer. I I don't know who it is. Yeah. But somebody has been watching over me since that very day. Yeah. And moving mountains to really make sure that I don't really have to suffer and I didn't yeah so (laughs) when I was one I ended up literally being able to move in with my grandparents and Mm -hmm. I live with them but by that time they were a little older um I want to say like in their late 70s and um it was just kind of word throughout the neighborhood that there's you know this baby there you know the um the parks can't really take care of him and my mom my adopted mom I call her my mom, but just for storytelling, you say adopted. She heard through a friend of hers that lived across the street. She, My mom was trying to have a baby that at that time, she, but she couldn't. Mm-hmm. And, and nothing was really working. And so they were like, well, there's a baby across the street. If <laughs> Not if you want it, but like she was basically like, they can't. Um, really care for them because they're too old. Yeah. And so my mom just literally one day just went to the house and was like, if you need something like this. <laughs> crazy. Like the more I think about it, I'm like, this is crazy. Like this is nuts. Like what this is not this Your mom not okay. nicely stole a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I know. Okay. I'm gonna do a little tangent. Yeah. Recently, I think I said this on my podcast, but my mom saw she had like a bunch of like dolls that from my aunt. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, a little girl would love these dolls. <laughs> she sees a little girl walking down the street, mm-hmm. literally like walking down the street. She follows her <laughs> with her car. Oh my and God. Then from her car is like, do you want these dolls that are in my trunk? <laughs> I said, Mom, 
that is this so sounds textbook. like you're about to like kidnap them yeah can you help me find my dog the the collars in the back of the van come get she was like oh i would um but i live at this you know i'm about to walk home do you want the girl was like oh, um this is where i live you can just drop them off here or something like that or no she's almost home she said if so i forgot the story but my mom was like or i could just drop them off at school with you tomorrow <laughs> like just oh, not like it's so like the intention is so sweet but yeah like, it's so like I mom this mom, is I said, mom, you cannot do that no because if something happens to that little girl they go you're going you. to come for you they're going to come for you yep. okay the lady she with the like, dolls oh, I just wanted them to have these really nice expensive dolls <laughs> and she just seemed like a sweet girl who would want them i'm like that is so funny all right girl <laughs> like, that's how my mom has always been she loves kids she I loves love just she's very um i don't want to say like the favorite or anything like that but like <laughs> she ain't got no, ain't nobody got nothing bad to say they all love my mom so like she just love loves it. kids yeah so needless <laughs> to say she walks into his man's house and she's like, well, if you need help, I'm here. And she just kept helping. Mm -hmm. And immediately she was like, okay, he's on bad insurance. He's, you know, he has a colostomy bag on him. He's allergic to all these type of things. Yeah. He's in bad shape. Let me put him on my insurance. And at the time, you could do that. Like, you didn't yeah. have to be like a child. She was like, I have good insurance, so let's do it. You yeah. guys are going to this weird clinic. Yeah. Enough. So yeah. she was just like basically just snatched me up, <laughs> like, okay, let's take him to the hospital, run a bunch of tests, get him together. I love it. Speed, you know, really streamline me getting rid of my colostomy bag because that was going to be something I would have to just live with. That's why. And she was like, immediately, no, nope. we're getting rid of that. We're going to just whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And she started like, I guess this is kind of technically bad now, but giving <laughs> um, all the things that I was allergic to, giving me little bits every day yeah to build up a tolerance yeah um and that happened for like five six years yeah. it wasn't like an instant that it took a while yeah i mean but, they do that now in injection form really yeah mm -hmm. um and so then there was that and then um also like she immediately put me in like when i started to talk like in classes to kind of get rid of like my speech impediments and yeah. stuff like that just a whole bunch of stuff and just started taking care of me and then eventually moved in the house with them. She's like, just scoot over. Yeah. Her and her husband at the time. And wow. um, they just became my parents. Yeah. And it's, I talked to my mom now and she's like, there was never an idea of adopting you. Yeah. And it wasn't until your aunts were like, well, you did all this. You might as well adopt him. Yeah. And she was like, well, I guess you're right. Right. <laughs> So that's when we kind of started like that process. Wow. Um, but during that process, she still let me or, you know, told me like, I'm not, you know, your biological mom. This is your biological mom. Mm -hmm. You can go see her whenever you want. Like she would facilitate, she would drop me off at her house. Um, she would always invite my biological mom to like birthdays and like always try to keep her in the loop right as much as she could but like she was on drugs and in and out of jail so like she like yeah never consistent. showed up you know do weird yeah. shit so um once that happened um my adoption didn't really finalize till like i was eight years old and the reason why was because there was um like a almost like a custody fight but not with my biological mom mm -hmm. it was with the couple 
who basically referred my mom to oh. me. Yeah. They, it was right after my grandfather died. So my, my grandmother died, but then my grandfather died. And they had like their estate and there was a lot of money. Mm. So they mm-hmm. were like, oh, Solomon's about to inherit all this right. money. Let me like, get, yeah. Let me, it. so then wow. they hired like the most, the best lawyer <clears throat> wow. in California to go against my mom to kind of um, compete or, you know. Yeah, contest it. Contest it. Mm-hmm. And. Wow. <laughs> like why so th- that happened for a few years and that's the reason why i never got adopted till i was like eight okay because they just were like no like we want solomon mind you i ain't never been with you right child. right who you are yeah but like y'all didn't do all this y'all didn't you know yeah and that's wild over the thought of like solomon's about to get all this money mm-hmm. solomon's about to get the house solomon's about to get all this other shit that's crazy and it was like and you know what's crazy when all that happened, it actually did. I forgot how it worked out, but basically, it was. I'm I'm young. It's not like mm-hmm. I can handle an estate, right? It, it was basically my mom, yeah. and so she was like, "I don't want the money. I don't want none of this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you want the good furniture and the furs and the it. diamonds and the jewels, y'all can have it. Right. I don't care. Like, but I'm I'm taking care of this child. Yeah." So it wasn't even like, and then even me, I look back and my like, mom, that's goofy. Like you should have at least the diamonds and the pearls. <laughs> right, like, come on now. Right. But she didn't care. <laughs> and she just, I feel like yeah. that was just like a genuine thing of like, I'm not in this for the money. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I'm here caring for this, for this child. Yeah. So oh. with that being said, she just kind of really, really kind of fought to kind of adopt me. And I think looking back, I, I mentioned this, I think, on this episode, this show, the idea that once we are pregnant, you and I, then I have to go in front of a judge mm-hmm. or a judge has to see paperwork right. and grant me um, guardianship of the child. And if yeah. they don't, then I have to go in front of a judge and really kind of, I guess, plead my case or whatever. Yeah. And um, there was a, a, a moment in our journey where like, we did not have lawyers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't really feel the need for it. Yeah. It's not that type of thing. But once it became clear that I need to have all the legal stuff ready so that when I get to that final step, mm-hmm. it's a smoother thing. Because I said, I don't have the emotional strength to like sit in front of a judge and like be like, this is my child. Right. I can't do it. That's crazy. And I kind of just sympathize with my mom. like. I can't imagine taking care of a child for close to eight years and loving them and then getting like this strong bond with them. And that's you, that's your child. Yeah. And then being like the idea that like, that could be taken away from you because people are contesting it. Right. It's nuts. Like, I'm like, mom, how did you emotionally get through that? Yeah. And at mm-hmm. that time she was going through a divorce um the husband she was married to then went to jail mm-hmm. went to prison job mm-hmm. not j- prison <laughs> okay and the crime that he was convicted of um <clears throat> if it happened or not was pretty intense yeah so it wasn't like oh you know he was scamming you know mm-hmm. right. like oh right. you know he was doing some weird right. it was like violent stuff yeah and it's like also my mom didn't grow up around people who got divorced or whatever so she felt like damn like 
that looks crazy on you. Like, did right. you marry this man who's <laughs> doing this? Right, right, right. So she was already like going through all that. Um, on top of she had like back to back surgeries that she was like mm. some health complications at the time. And I'm like, yo, like, how did you how did you get through all that? Yeah. We saw people, I was looking at photos um of her and I on the day I was adopted. And I said, girl, you look skinny boots. Like, <laughs> I know that stress was eating you out, girl. Cause you look so sickening right here. She was like, I did, huh? I was like, yeah, I did, man, huh? yes. Like, <laughs> That is hilarious. I was like, well, that stress is getting you good, girl. <laughs> a mess. Ooh, I wouldn't mind a little bit of that right now. We get a little teaspoon of stress. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think when I look back on that, like, mm-hmm. uh, there's been a lot of discourse of like, Solomon, why won't you adopt? Yeah. And it's not like I wouldn't. Yeah. I really wouldn't. I would totally adopt. Yeah. Uh, clearly, I'm a child of adoption. Yeah. But, um, Clearly, for like the genetic reasons, I don't know anybody genetically that I've I've never lived with them or had, you know, loved them or had a relationship with them. But I don't know. Like, I think that's, I think that's why I'm so like hands on and so like, I want everything to be great now because I just know my conception, like my time being ink, like what is it being cooked or like what is it in, when you're pregnant like yeah being of... um <laughs> yeah no i can't think of the word either being but cooked. i know what you mean uh-huh while i'm cooking, cooking <laughs> was so like traumatic and being yeah. born in trauma yeah and being exposed for the whole 13 months with trauma it's like i don't want that for my child mm-hmm. so that's another reason why this is so special for me it's to kaya's you know i <laughs> I want a good relationship with the mother of my child. I don't want a donor. I don't want some anonymous thing. Yeah. And I want to facilitate such a healthy, happy pregnancy. Yep. And honestly, I know it's too soon to say, but like, I just know deep in my bones, like, I know this is going to be such a joyous yeah. pregnancy. It is. I just, like, a couple of minutes ago when you were like, oh, I didn't even have nausea yeah. with this thing. I said, right. It's a sign, right? <laughs> Keep it coming. <laughs> it's like, I just know in my bones, like this yeah. is meant to be. And um, Saturday night when I was praying and stuff, um, you know, I was talking to my mom and I was like, my biological mom who's dead. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, just this is like our chance to kind of heal us mm-hmm. and be done with, you know, like, you weren't really seen and acknowledged yeah. in your time here on earth and life threw you for a loop. Yeah. And it almost threw my ass for a loop. Right. right. <laughs> and I've gone through some crazy shit in my life and it, <laughs> and I, I just know people, some, th- some entity was pulling me out in certain situations. Yes. Some of the things I've done in my life, I could have stayed in those areas and been really fucked up mm-hmm. and something kept pulling me out. Yep. So I know this good and goddamn well, this child, it's, things are going to be completely different. Yeah. And that just makes me so happy. And yeah. so that's my little story time, you guys. I love it. And this is a, your baby is biologically you, but it's also biologically your mother. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. it gets to be almost a rebirth of her as well. Yeah. And hopefully this is her chance to live the life she should have had. Yeah. And could have had, you know? Yeah. So a lot of beautiful things coming from that. Basically her first grandchild. Yeah. 
which is kind of nuts. That's wild. So it's, but it's so, it's so weird how like things are really secular, what is it, secular, circular? Um, sick cyclical sick cyclical so, sick something girl it goes in a cycle yeah 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 <laughs> that shit <laughs> and it's so crazy that, that can be that, and see and i try not to get woo 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 but like i just know like deep down spiritually there's something yeah bigger that yep. i can't touch i can't yes. see but i can feel it because i know it and like there's something when when things are that in cycles mm-hmm Excuse me. And the fact that when I look back at my mom's best friend, my adopted mom's best friend was best friends at the time with my, and then she, there's all these weird things. Things aren't coincidental. I know. That's why I have to be very mindful with what I say because every single goddamn thing Mm -hmm. I've ever said I wanted in life, I got. Yeah. Manifestation is real. I was looking at like some. Like petitions, petitions basically being just kind of like little letters you can write to anyone, the universe, whoever. And I was looking at old ones and I said, bitch, every single one of these came true. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, no, this is going to be a joyous, crazy, beautiful, loving, memorable pregnancy. And it's just going to be just good. Good. Yeah. Exactly. Because it has to be. It better be. it's what I deserve. Right. And it's what you deserve. Yep. And... Yeah. Yeah. I so I just, agree. you know, you know, I'm but excited. that's my story. I love it. I love it. Yeah, and hopefully that helps everyone kind of understand, you know, why this was so important to happen this way. And, you know, how interesting it was when we came across our first uh, fertility clinic and we had that appointment and there was so much pushback about what we were doing and questioning and scrutinizing of it because it's like, if you know, the backstory and what got us to this decision, it would make complete sense, you know, and you wouldn't want to do it any other way, really, if you didn't have to. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I love it. Yes. Yeah, so we're going to take one final break and then we're going to have get into some listener letters or something like that. Mm-hmm. So um, <laughs> one little break. See you soon. And we are back, and it's time for our listener letters and Q&As. Um, feel free to write into the show at lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. We would mm-hmm. love to hear from you. Um, this week, first, we're going to start with our Spotify Q&As. Yes. So our first one is from Sandra. It says, this isn't a question, more of a comment, LOL. So y'all telling me not one, but two guys really fumbled Tia, shaking my head. Lord, take the wheel. Girl, I know, right? <laughs> Yes, Solomon is my third baby daddy. It is true. (laughs) (laughs) And he's actually, so the other two are Capricorns as well. So I don't know what it is about me and Capricorn men, but (laughs) something I know. But Solomon's the only January Capricorn. And if you are a Capricorn or you know Capricorns in your life, you already know the December ones are the weird ones. (laughs) Like them December (laughs) ones be a little off. And the the girls' dads are December Cap- Capricorns. They're actually, one of their birthdays is two days before Christmas and one is two days after. So it's interesting. And you notice I said one of because I don't remember which one is which. <laughs> I don't remember which of them baby daddies is before or after, but they, they around Christmas. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting. I know. I know. But th- I feel like the thing is, I am 
I think I'm the truest form of myself now mm-hmm. as a 34, almost 35-year-old woman. And it's weird because I feel like the experiences that I've had with these men and just had in life, because, I mean, I've been a mom for most of my adult life. I was pregnant with Lily at 23, had her at 24. So I've spent the bulk of my adulthood, you know, going through parenthood and experiencing parenthood. And that, that more than anything, I think has shaped who I am now. But at the same time, I feel like if, and I say it all the time, the woman that I am now would have never looked in the direction of either of these men. And that's not to shade them or anything. It's just they aren't aligned with me. You know, they aren't the kind of men that I would seek out these days for, you know, a number of reasons. Um, It's just not what would have happened. But at the same time, them happening is why I'm here. So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg sort of situation. So, but yeah, you know, they just, they couldn't come with me into this chapter of my life in this, you know, form of who I am. Um, but I'm glad my girls are here and they're incredible children. And, you know, this has helped shape me into who I am. So, yeah, you know, they're lost. Oh, well. (laughs) Shout out to them. Shout out to them. (laughs) So Maria, um, she said, hi to both of you. How excited are Tia's girls for baby to join the family? This is actually a really good question. So I have not talked I've to my children. This a lot. Yeah. So I haven't talked to the girls yet about all of this. Um I this is such a fragile uh experience for for me, like physically and mentally, all these things. And I really just want to be able to 100 percent focus on the task at hand and allow my body to do what it needs to do and not have any sort of extra added unnecessary stress. Not saying that them knowing about this would be a negative stress, but stress can be positive and negative. It's still stress. But with the way your body um, processes it. Because it just processes it the same. Exactly. Exactly. found that out recently. said little did I know um but yeah so I haven't I haven't really um shared this with the girls yet but knowing my kids the way that I do I know that they're going to be so excited they're going to be so happy they love their uncle Solomon and if 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 the way they chase these damn cats around this house is any indication of how they be with their little brother or sister it's going to be some love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are just, they're loving little girls. And, you know, both of them have, <laughs> both of them have expressed, you know, in one way or another that they would love a little sibling. But, you know, <laughs> Lily is very, my oldest, is very like, the idea is nice, but I already go through a lot with this little one here already. So <laughs> I don't know if I want another one of these. <laughs> so I think this would honestly be perfect. You know, they'd have another sibling that they can love and spend time with and create a bond with um, and, you know, have a little baby around. But 
in doses, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. Have, they can. Yeah, exactly. They can have sleepovers when they want. They can not when they don't. And you know, it's it's literally the best of all worlds for them. So, you know, while I have not shared with them yet, and I do plan on sharing after we have gotten pregnant and everything, like we're in the clear and kind of out of the danger zone and, and that sort of stuff. That's when I'll share with the girls. But um, yeah, knowing my girls the way that I do, I know they're going to be overjoyed and so excited and just happy happy to have a little one around so yeah, yeah so i know that they'll um i can't wait to kind of see <laughs> them as like older sisters yeah um lily i mean if because her birthday is what february, february. Mm-hmm. she'll be 10 yeah and so by the time this child's born they'll be, be 10, 10 and six apart. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of like you and your sister, me and yeah, my brother. Exactly. And so, like, it's, I know just for me, like, yes, that's my brother, but it's kind of like your you're child, in a different, too. You, you know, you've seen them mm-hmm. grow up. So you kind of are like almost like big brother, <laughs> but also like big, like, cousin. Yeah. Like, like a, um, a more authority figure than, yeah, than a equal as a sibling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. It's, an, it's an interesting dynamic. And yeah. it's going to be interesting to see, like, them grow up with two older daughters, I mean, daughters, um, (laughs) sisters. And, you know, I think it's going to be so cool to think of like, you know, by the time your oldest um, sister is in high school, she got her own little car or whatever. (laughs) Right. It's going to be like, oh, I'm going to be. Yeah, we outside. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be so, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. It's fun. It's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't wait for. It's going to be amazing. Um, and then honestly, if everything really goes well, um, you might be pregnant while someone else is pregnant. Yeah. And I think it's just going to, if that news kind of comes to them at the same time, it's going to be so like joyous and just kind of exciting. I know. So many babies, so much love. Yeah. Just a lot of excitement in the family. Mm -hmm. I know. I'm excited for that. That's going to be great. (laughs) <laughs> but yes, um, so on to our emails. Um, feel free to write in at lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. This week we have one from my cousin. Yeah. Um, not really a question, but just wanted to give like a nice little um shout out saying hi, Solomon and Tia. Hey cousin, I've been listening to you all um you all's podcast and the healing and the business of egg dealing was a great show. You all really gave the audience insight on who you are as individuals. And what has shaped you into the parent you are, Tia? You're a badass. Thank you. And what type of parent you will be, Solomon? Families come in all shapes, sizes, and forms, and we lo- and love will conquer all. Mm-hmm. Thank you for representing the Black and Brown communities and educating everyone on the process of egg donation and parenthood. I'm praying for you both during this journey that it will be happy, healthy, and healing. Love you guys. Five stars. And nothing but five stars only. Yes. And that is from my cousin, Andrea. Thank you. Thank you. Um, her daughter um, runs, that's the, I, I've been saying this, but her daughter, Aria, runs and owns um, a surrogacy agency called Modernly After. Hold on. Modernly Ever After. Ever After. Mm-hmm. So feel free to look them up on the internet. Um, it is black owned and operated. <clears throat> So if you guys are wanting to know even more, there's so many great resources there. Yeah. Their Instagram page I was on and it was like stuff I didn't even really know. Yeah. So it's just even if you're kind of wanting to know more about it, um, feel free to go to 
www.modernlyeverafter.com. Um, I think especially going into where we are now, when it comes, it's just nice to know that there are black and brown resources and people who are operating because so much of this we've been left out of. And mm -hmm. so it's nice to see that now we're part of, we're kind of claiming a stake in it because yeah. our resources look differently than someone else. We might, what we need in our care looks differently, mm -hmm. especially look at like mortality rates when it comes to pregnant black women. Yes. It's completely different. So it is nice to know that there's, um, you know, resources out there and companies out there kind of helping black and brown. Um, I mean, they, they help everybody, but. Right. But you they know, understand us. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. So I was telling Solomon a few days ago. So one of my friends, <laughs> Winston, Winston Duke, the king of Wakanda. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Just my buddy. Casually. Right. That's Just my buddy. My friend. My friend. You know. <laughs> What's the Umbaku? Umbaku. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Everybody was Mbaku. joking about um, getting back shots from him. <laughs> Oh, my God. People are crazy. People are wild. Oh, I know. <laughs> so basically, Mbaku. Um, you know. He, um, I was talking to him the other day, and I didn't even know his sister is an IVF doctor. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was like, that is so crazy. Like, And it's just beautiful. And he and I kind of started talking about how just nice it is to, to have you know, black and brown people in these positions within this world because it's kind of rare. And you almost don't realize how important it is until you're in that space. Yeah. yeah. And you see, you know, people don't look like you. And it's it's not even for the normal reasons you would think, like the reason why you want, you know, a, a PCP doctor that looks like you or, you know, teachers that look like you, all those sort of regular things. But like, just little details of just familiarity and mm -hmm. understanding culture and that sort of thing. So I just, you know, I it's really fun whenever I hear that somebody of color is related to this world and yeah. and can be a source of, of um, you know, care for, for people that look like us. So shout out to the to the king of Wakanda. And I was telling Solomon too, I was like, how crazy would it have been if like his right. sister was our doctor? That'd be so nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so fun. Mm -hmm. Hey. <laughs> so, okay. So we have one more email. Thank you guys so much for writing in because it makes it so nice to just open our email inbox and just read from here. Um, this is from Destiny, and she says, first and motherfucking foremost, <laughs> congrat, period, congratulations to you both. Solomon, it's truly insane to see how much you've grown and changed since I first started following you. I literally thought you would be alone forever. No shade. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> and now here you are about to be a father. This is such a beautiful thing to witness. I've never known anyone personally who did IVF, so it's very eye-opening. I like to mind my tax bracket, so my knowledge regarding IVF is very limited. I'm <laughs> dying. Dusty, you are a trip. Uh, so she said, okay. So my question is for Tia. What is your ethnicity? Also, can you talk a little bit about yourself? I think you've mentioned that you have a degree, but I can't recall. Where did you grow up and things like that? You're our baby mama now, so we got to get to know you, LOL. <laughs> I can tell you're a beautiful person, not only on the outside, but within as well. 
You are selflessly blessing Solomon as you did your sister with the child that will show them unconditional love. Thank you both for bringing us along on this journey. We are all rooting for you. Thank you, Destiny. That is so, so sweet. So um, I feel like on like a future episode, maybe like next week or the week after or something, we can really, really dive into me. Um, I know it's kind of hard to get to know like all the sides of me on this podcast, especially since most of our followers and listeners are from you and know all about you from, you know, following on social media and your podcast and that sort of stuff. Um, One day I plan on starting my own podcast. I've been thinking about this for a while, but I feel like I need another thing to do. Like I need a hole in my head. So we're going to (laughs) wait. We will wait. Eventually y'all will get that and get to see me the same way you get to see Solomon when he's solo. But to answer your questions as briefly as possible today, and we'll dig in more on a future episode, but my ethnicity, everyone always asks me this. I'm black. My mom is black. My daddy's black. Um, my mom's or my father's mother was actually adopted too. So yeah, she was adopted. Um, but yeah, I'm black. I know, you know, we black and we all got something else if you go far enough down the line yeah. so <laughs> that's just how life works for us in america Especially if you're african-american yes right? exactly yeah. exactly so afro latinos it's a little different with y'all yeah. but, but right. african-americans yes child, when the slave ship stopped in mm-hmm. the united states yeah it was a wrap. crazy yeah it was a wrap after that so we all we all got a little some some in us that ain't fully black but for all intents and purposes i'm a black woman um, as far as about myself, I, so I went to college, I majored in English. I did not complete college cause I, that just was not my vibe. Like no. I just wasn't my thing. Left, did hair, was a creative, like that's really what I love. And I enjoy education. I enjoy being intelligent. Yeah. I really Very value, nice. I value education. My, my daughters are incredibly smart and book smart as well as you know common sense and street smarts so I value it um but I just knew the way in which I wanted to gather my my information and my general education was not in a structured college mm-hmm. classroom so Same. yeah so um you know I went to the college of life <laughs> um what else born and raised in or well Raised in Orange County, I was born at Cedar born at Cedar Sinai Hospital, which is in L.A. That's where everybody be having their babies when they have a baby in L.A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My parents are from L.A., so I was born out there. We moved out to Orange County when I was three weeks old, and I have lived there ever since. I will probably stay there for the foreseeable future because I just I think it's a great place to raise your kids. It's it's a great um, area and. That's where, you know, my parents still are. And I really, really value raising my kids around their their grandparents. I uh, my mom's parents passed way before I was born, so I never knew them. My dad and his dad never had the greatest relationship. So I knew his father, but I didn't have much of a relationship with him. The only memory I have of my dad's dad is me cussing him the fuck out when I was like 11. Like it was crazy. Yeah. So (laughs) that's the memory I have of that man. And my grandmother on my dad's side loved her dearly, but she passed um, on my 13th birthday, actually. So I didn't really get a long time with her. So it's extremely important to me that my kids have their grandparents close by and have a relationship with them. Um, 
I'm a creative. I sing. I used to be a professional dancer. I started dancing when I was three and quit when I was. I didn't know you was a dancer. Yeah. Oh my God, me too. I love it. See, creatives. <laughs> yeah. Brandy was a dancer too. She actually. If this baby don't come out knowing how to dance, and come on. Be a, a rap. Like, what are you doing? Both of your parents. What are you doing? I know. Both of your parents can sing. Get this eight count. Exactly. Five, four, three. <laughs> right. Please. You better boom cat. Okay. <laughs> Yes, yes. So, yeah, I was a dancer. I used to be an actress. Um, I used to be a commercial actress. If you saw a Barbie commercial or you sat and watched Saturday morning cartoons as a kid, anywhere from 95 to probably like 2001, you probably saw me on your TV. I probably sold you cereal. I sold you breakfast bars. I sold okay. you Barbie dolls. Everything. Um, so yeah, that was the Barbie doll commercial is so wild because I feel like that's that's exactly Lily. Yeah, it's so it's it's I totally have to, like, Double check me, like is this? I know, I know. It's you, but yeah, you know, it looks we like looked this. exactly not... like yeah. It was crazy when Lily started acting and stuff because I remember when I would book jobs as a kid. You know, they would always want my hair kind of like wavy and curly, whatever, ethnic. Mm -hmm. So my mom would do individuals and put them little sponge rollers on the end. And that's how I would prep every night before a shoot. And when Lily started working, that's exactly how I would prepare her. Cyclical. Yeah, totally. Like do her little hair, take her little braids out. And yeah, so it, it all really came full circle. And it was it's so fun to watch. And the kids like watching my commercials and mom that's you on the tv you used to I sell barbies and like <laughs> when i was I, I stopped but my mom put me in similar things but i would do yeah. like radio jingles mm -hmm. sing radio jingles for oh my God, I love it. um masi like nissan mm -hmm. and um there was somebody else but i would just be this yeah. i would sing little jingles yeah for radio. I love it. And one day I just was <laughs> on our way to the set, literally booked the gig, mm -hmm. everything. I memorized all my songs. Mm -hmm. Um, and I literally peeled out the driveway and I told mm -hmm. my mom, I said, I don't really want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. And she said, You turn, we just came back. And she yeah. called them up and was like, He's done. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I'm like, you should have fought for me more. Like I could have been like a <laughs> like, Disney star. Right, like maybe like, do it. Dude. How you know? That is so funny. I remember it was kind of the same for me, like I um my contract with my I had the same agent the entire time I worked and my contract was annual. So every year it'd be time to resign and renew. And I remember one year I was I just didn't really want to do it anymore. And I started to kind of age out because, <clears throat> you know, in the industry, especially because of child labor laws and stuff like that, the the real like ticket is to be older than you look. So that you can work, work older, oh, longer oh. hours. Yeah, you can work longer hours as an older person, gotcha. but you look younger. And I was the opposite. I developed really early, you know, and they don't want a C-cup selling a Barbie doll. So, <laughs> you know, yeah. So, you know, I started looking older. I started working a lot. I used to stay booked when I was. I bet. Yeah, when I was between the age of six and nine. Like, it got to the point where Barbie, they didn't even hold auditions for like the black girl and the, they'd call they my agent like, directly that's nice. mm -hmm. they'd call my agent and be like is tia available to shoot from this date to this date and i would just go to work i spent three consecutive birthdays on barbie sets 
that's kind of sickening. Yeah, it was so fun. Like, the coolest birthday you can have is a yeah. Mattel-sponsored birthday. Yeah. Had balloons, a big-ass cake, had the whole crew and all the talent there singing that's happy so birthday. Cool. I got, like, every time you complete a Barbie commercial, you get a doll. And that was just kind of like tradition. I don't know if they yeah. still do it, but it was tradition. All the girls would get one of the dolls. Um, and I remember on my birthday, I'd get like five, six Mattel items. <laughs> yeah, it was so fun. But I got, yeah, I just got, I remember I was 11, 10, 9, 10, and 11. Those were the birthdays that I spent on sets because for my 12th birthday, because it was the first year I hadn't worked in a while, my parents threw me like a big old birthday party. But um, yeah, I spent birthdays there and you know, really worked my ass off. And I, I loved it. But then I got to a point where it's like, I'm not getting as many calls anymore. I'm auditioning for stuff. I'm not booking it. So I was like, Mom, I'm over this. So she's like, all right, cool. And she always used to tell me, girl, the, the minute you decide you don't want to do this, please let me be the first to know. <laughs> she was so yeah. tired of driving <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to L.A. for auditions. And, oh, yeah. yeah. And when I would work, it'd be like two, three, four days on set. So we'd have to pack up and we'd stay in LA at a hotel around the corner from wherever set was and I'd be out of school and have to renew work permit like it was it's a lot that goes into it yeah. everybody's always like oh I want to get my kids in but it's more than a notion it's a full-time job and I know from sitting on sets now as a parent who you know I'm a you know with Lily it's work like it's tiring sitting all day on a set when you're not the kid <laughs> you're not in there you know having but you're literally just sitting around so yeah my mom was over it too she was like as soon as you're done you let me know and I did I was like 12 13 but yeah so I, I don't know I've always been creative I used to run track I used to play basketball I used to um what did I do I used to do a little bit of ev like everything I used to do karate I was got to uh, brown belt in karate i used okay. to yeah i used Somebody to has. i hey i used to compete i have nunchucks i have samurai swords i have awards and yeah i used to yeah do that. all of that so yeah that's me and you know you guys will of course learn more about me as as time goes on and like i said i'll deep dive within the next episode or two but yeah i don't know i just grew up i grew up happy yeah. I grew up a happy kid. Yeah. And, you know, I had my everybody. Nobody's life is perfect. Everybody has their things. But I grew up very privileged. My my dad took excellent care of our family. You know, I'm my dad's only child, but my mom um, had a son and a daughter before me. So I have two half siblings. I don't. Of course, you know, black folks, we don't yeah. call them halves. That's my sister and my brother. Um, but, yeah, I have them grew up with them. My sister's like 11 years older than me. My brother is 16 years older than me. Um, grew up happy. Had a great life. Grew up in a big old, fun, love-filled home. And parents are still together. And Yeah, that house was big. That big as hell. Crazy. <laughs> I always tell people, like, me and, me and my sister were like Ashley and Hillary. <laughs> Yes. We were the Banks girls. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God, yes. We were. We were the Banks girls because, yeah, my, my first home, I came home to a 6,000, little over 6,000 square foot home in an equestrian neighborhood. 
a Caucasian equestrian neighborhood. It don't get more Caucasian than that. It really doesn't. To this day, there's still like, because now we live, our house is actually across from that house. Yeah. And um, it's equestrian on our side too. So literally, if you notice see those signs. the signs, yeah, with people on, on horses, horses, horse crossing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm we like, be, where the fuck the horses at? Yeah, we be seeing horses cross the street. And if you if you drive and you look up more, um, you see like stables and sometimes people let their horses out on the hillsides. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's real Caucasian. Very Caucasian. So, yeah, like, mm-hmm. you know, I can't complain. I, I grew up to have a great life, and my parents are great. I just, you know, grew up, grew up, grew up really well. I don't have a lot of traumas to heal from as a yeah. child. And I'm, yeah, I'm really, really blessed in that way. And I think that that influences how I parent my girls a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, you know, sometimes people who don't have the best childhoods, they either they pass that down to their kids or they have to work really hard to make sure they don't and they yeah. do the opposite. Mm-hmm. You know, in my case, I grew up with so many tools and there are certain things that I don't repeat with my kids and, you know, that's few and far between. Um, but for the most part, I, I really have a lot to live up to as a parent and I try to make sure I do and I take a lot of my parenting from my mom and my dad's parenting and, uh, yeah, more often than not, uh, something's coming out of my mouth. Like, oh shit, I sound just like my mom. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yep, sounds just like my mama. But yeah, so. Oh, I can't wait to kind of feel like that. I know. Like, you know what that's gonna be like. Yeah. That's gonna be nuts. I know. One thing I really want to do is, um, now that you mentioned it, I definitely want to find like I don't know how I don't know how kids do it now like because mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like in 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. what technology would be like and who knows right but it would be so cool to have like those like Barbie commercials and stuff yeah. so that like they can be like this is you know it's I say this I'm like it's so cool but like yeah. you never know like maybe in 10 years I'm gonna be like this is not cool I know maybe I'm like this is so stupid I know but, you know right but I definitely want to have it and like just you know but it is it's always cool to be able to see your parents yeah 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 before you yeah you know even lola she's constantly asking when you were my age x y and z you know yeah. and, I and that's time something i, I didn't even have so yeah, like that's yeah. why it's so important like me you know i'm writing this journal for my children um and i'm scanning i actually need to do that today scan like a bunch of like my childhood mm-hmm. photos and you were like oh i'll bring some of mine too and i'm yeah. like oh my god yes because yeah. you know it's they'll they'll have like be able to see both mom and dad and what yeah. they look like as a kid or exactly. you know, whatever exactly some things really never change like i know i i sent you pictures of my dad that he, from when he was 15 mm-hmm. last week you know he sent it to me and i said i showed you and it's cool to see my parents yeah. when they first met and you know when they were little kids and seeing like damn i look just like you know my mom when she was this age or like my cousin looks just like my daddy and like it's, you know and that never changes like I think every generation enjoys that. And, you know, I think our kids are going to enjoy doing that as well. I know the girls, they they love seeing old pictures. My mom will pull out pictures. Do you know who this is? They ask mom. <laughs> yeah. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's always cool. And yeah, that's, that's, I mean, I you just, you just developed with the technology because I remember you know, all my commercials and stuff were on tapes, yeah, VHS, VHS tapes. And then eventually my dad um, uh, transferred them over to DVDs. And now they are on 
I don't know, the cloud. Oh, <laughs> I guess okay. you would call it. Yeah. I can go. I have a, my dad has this uh, account, basically. I forget what it's called, but it's an account you log into and you can store like terabytes worth of information. So there's a lot of, he has a lot of movies and stuff that he stores on there. But also we have family photos, we have family videos, we have my commercials, we have all that kind of stuff. And it's all just right there. And we can pull up the app on the TV or the computer or the phone or whatever and oh, watch everything. Yeah. So you just kind of continue to develop with yeah. with technology. And yeah, that's how you do it. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, but thanks for that. Uh, uh, also, I do want to give a shout out to Destiny. Yes. Um, who wrote in? Um, I I know I've seen this name so many times, and I've gotten to kind of know her. Aww. You know, just on online and stuff. But I do want to give a shout out to Destiny because Destiny has placed fourteen orders at Sorry. <gasps> That's amazing. So. Um, yes, Destiny. I'm gonna figure out what to send you because normally, like when people get into like those high digits. I like to send them like a little holiday gift. If we end up having twins, we can send her one of the babies. Oh, <laughs> the girls want us to have twins so bad. Y'all are trying to curse my womb. I, I don't appreciate it. I rebuke it. I rebuke it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh. Oh, I, love I don't it. know what it is with people and twins. It's weird. People just really just love twins. Love and it's twin. no shade to anybody who is a twin. It's just yeah. like. Love That's that for you. Don't love it for us. Nope. Did my I body don't that? want it. Our stress levels don't want it. Like, right. <laughs> none of that. We Look ain't how got stressed. It. I am already. Right. Absolutely not. No, we ain't got no business having twins. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But if you want to write into the show, please send it in at, to lifeinprogressshow at gmail.com. Yes. And one more segment. Um, we're going to do our gr gratitude. Mm hmm. And we will be right back. And we are back. Now, you know, we wanted to take a break from our high note and our low note of the week, which we usually close out our episodes with. But before we started recording, I, I mentioned to Solomon that, you know, we haven't really had any low notes this week. And I feel like the one low note we could possibly even talk about that we both kind of agree on we just don't even want to put that energy into the air. Like things are so beautiful and we're kind of like in this little afterglow right now. And we just want positivity and just happiness. So instead, and I feel like too, I've, I've been all week thinking, damn, what could I talk about as my high note? What would my high note be? Which one can I pick? Because there's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why not just, yeah, let's just give praise to all of them and let's just kind of take a moment to talk about what we are grateful for in our lives right now. So we are going to share our gratitude lists. Um, Solomon, do you want to go first with yours? You want me to start? Sure. Okay. Um, I'll just, it'll just be just very random and out of order. But yesterday, Serena like texted me. She said, today's egg retrieval day, you know, and she was just so excited. And it's interesting. Like I mentioned this to you, but like this whole thing has changed so many people's lives yeah. you know and i'm seeing parts of them i've never seen before yeah and i'm just really thankful that like my i mean it's like your best friend but it's like i'm just so happy that like serena is so like updates and like yeah so what's going on like you know yeah there's some people who i'm sure you can share something like this and they just kind of take a back seat or just not really 
outwardly showing their excitement. Mm -hmm. And um, I think just because for the longest, for the first six months, it was just so, just leading up to this, it was so much for me, I guess, to process that I kind of mm -hmm. really wanted to see at least a little bit of excitement through other people because I mm. wasn't getting the excitement. Yeah. If that makes sense. Totally. So Serena's been that since day one and I it's just it. so nice to see. Yeah. Um, it's also, I'm really thankful for my parents. There's, they, they actually did text while we were in the did OR, they? but oh. I have it on Do Not Disturb. That's funny. <laughs> we are focused. <laughs> so, you know, they're excited and just praying constantly and, mm. um, yeah, it's. I'm just really grateful for just my family, the people who are close to me. Um, I'm really honestly grateful for. Um, I have some really great followers too, because there's it. It's it's just wild. Like I sat. The reason why, um, it took me so long to get some of these orders out. There was like a stack of close to two hundred yeah. letters. Yeah. And when I tell you, every single one was like just the nicest shit like yeah. it was not like it i don't know how to put it but it was just people were very thoughtful. so happy for you and i yeah. and just really nice things and it's like it's like not only did you take the time to patronize my business and yeah. buy something but like you're spending even more time to like write a letter and yeah. it just means the world to me so i'm so grateful for um people who you know, followed me and just really are excited for this next chapter in my life. And, and then taking on the other people in my life, yeah. you know, like yeah. they've take on you like instantly. Yeah. And that means a lot to me because you yeah. could, some people don't have that, mm -hmm. you know? Um, what else, what else, what else? I'm, I'm, I'm really just so grateful for so much. Like, I hate to even really talk about like, like money or whatever, but I, even that is not like just the the ability to kind of go through this and even just knowing that there's families who are trying to put their families together and don't have the resources or the money to even go through some of these things. Mm -hmm. Even yeah. when I was talking, when I first had my first um, conversation with my lawyer a few months ago, she was like, She's like, how much are you doing? I said, I'm doing it all, child. I'm, I'm, yeah. We doing the testing. We gonna do the exit. We gonna do it right. all. She said, well, <laughs> you could do it like this and save money. And she was like, most people try to do it this way and save money. And I was like, oh. And it kind of like was like, okay, right. I get what you're saying. Right. And in my mind, when I'm looking at the price breakdown, I'm like, girl, there ain't much to save because it's right. already right. crazy. You know, <laughs> right. so I'm like, girl, what you trying to save? Yeah, like, exactly. Like, you like, spend this, spend that. <laughs> What's another hundred? What's another three hundred? It's like somebody saying, like, oh, can I get a refill? Refills are a dollar fifty. It's like, never mind. It's right. like, right. girl, we already <laughs> right. right. So I'm yeah. just really thankful for that, and I'm yeah. thankful that my ancestors and spirit mm -hmm. has really just opened up a clear, huge lane for me to, um just do this yeah. and i'm thankful for all the love that is i'm engulfed in i'm thankful for the love this child is going to be engulfed like just all of it um yeah. yeah and i'm i'm really thankful for you and um just this gift of that you're giving me mm -hmm. and i told you i think in the letter i was like it's not really just a gift just for me it's yeah it's so much healing for so many people involved. And it's so wild to think that like a child could be healed. Mm -hmm. 
because that's kind of like, uh, 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 you need to go to therapy. <laughs> right. But, you know, it, it is. And yeah. um, I'm thankful for you. I'm thankful for the facility we use, the doctors, yep. the nurses, the anesthesiologists. Like, yep. everybody has been so sweet and caring. Yep. And, um, and it, it, you know, when I think about, like, the opposite, it could be not that. Some people have... Like when I was telling people about that law, Yale law thing, yeah. people are going through their IVF journey and the girls was taking the fentanyl and right. giving them saline. Yeah. And so they were feeling all the pain. Oh, God. And yeah. also awake. Right. Insane. Which is nuts. Nutty. So it's like people can have these really horrific experiences in this. And that not being our story is so um, beautiful for me. And I'm just yeah. really grateful for yeah. so much. Yep. And yeah, that's about it. Oh, I love that. I love that. So my gratitude list, um, you know, one of my, my, so my best friend, her name is Kenya and she is basically my Serena. And I know one of these days we'll have both of them on the yes. the podcast. We have to have a, we best, have to. a best friend episode. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, Kenya is um, the global VP of, an app, a social media app called um, Spill. And she's been in this position for about a, about a year. And her and I have, as of late, been kind of talking about some different collaborative ideas where we could, um, you know, bring baby mama together with Spill and do some stuff that would be really relevant and cool for both of our businesses. And, you know... I just kind of thought about it the other day after a conversation her and I had had. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm talking to her and then I'm coming over here and talking to Solomon and then switching back over to her. And, you know, I'm just going back and forth between the two of them. I'm like, how freaking cool is it that this is kind of where my life is? You know, I get to create a, a brand and found a passion product or passion project with one of my best friends and create you know, a product line that's so relevant for us and so just in our lane. And then I get to then take that and mix it with my other friend's business. And it's like to do such cool things with your friends and to be able to make money with your friends. And it's like, it's fun. Yeah. You get to have fun with your friends and make a living doing it. Yeah. yeah. To see your friends win. And you yeah. With your friends. Exactly. Like, is, like just, it's surreal. Yeah. Like to yeah. sit here and be like, oh, we should do this because your company does this and mine does this and da, 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 da. And like to really be able to be like, I want to do this. And then you pick up the phone and you do it. Yeah. Because you can with your best friends. Like, that's just the coolest thing. And, you know, I went through earlier this year, you know, a time with <laughs> another ex friend of mine. And it was just so childish and immature. And just it felt and I, you know, I told her one of our last conversations was, you know, I, I you are the one friend I have where I feel like dealing with you is like high school again. It's, it's the same feeling as when I was in high school or even college and where you're still kids and you're doing stupid shit and you're doing immature shit and you don't have no real business about you yeah. that's important. So you're just being goofy. Like, 
that's not who I am. That's not what I want to be. And that doesn't feel good to me. Like I'm grown. Like I'm trying to do dope ass grown ass shit with my homies. And so right. So to get that out of my life and to have this be so magnified is just something I am eternally grateful for. And just, it makes me so happy on a, on a regular basis. The next thing on my gratitude list would probably be my kids. You know, I recently had their um, parent-teacher conferences, both of them, and they're just doing so well. Lily is in fourth grade, and she is at the top of her class. Amen. Yes. She's got the highest grade in every subject in her class, including her, they're called specials. So they have like art class or PE and like, you know, all the extracurriculars basically. Um, She's got just the highest grade across the board. She, her behavior at school is incredible. And, you know, she had a tough time in first grade and second grade. And we were kind of touch and go with the behavior and we really had to get that under control. And there was a moment when I was really about to pull her out of the school. Like, we're not, we're not doing this. We're not playing these games. Yeah, it was, it was not good for a while, but she's a completely different kid now. And I was telling my mom the other day, cause you know, she's almost 10, she's going through puberty and sometimes there's attitude and the hormones and the, you know, just the little sass. Mm. And my mom was talking to me about that. And I said, you know what, mom, I'll take it. She's incredibly smart. I don't have to, you know, deal with failing grades and how to get them better. I don't have to, you know, no one's calling me from the school talking about she's in the principal's office and she's in trouble. When the school calls, I don't think, I, first thing I think is, is something wrong, not yeah. what did my kid do, you know? And that's such a blessing. Like, I'll take some hormone puberty filled attitude at home mm-hmm. any day. That's the only problem you're giving me. Yeah. I'll take it, you know? And, and, the little one, she's got the best handwriting in her class, and she's in Sick. kindergarten. Yeah, learning how to spell and write, and she wants to learn. You know, she's at home picking up her little books that I get her and working on her letters, and, you know, she'll open up a book and find her sight words, and, you know, she, Mom, I know how to spell X, Y, and Z, da 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 And she'll, you know, just, she just loves learning. And they're both, you know, well-mannered girls. They're good kids. I just, I'm really, really, really blessed with my children. And, you know, I, I'm tough on them. <laughs> and so many of our friends are like, girl, they nine and five. Give them a break. But, like, you know, I sometimes I lose sight of how fantastic they are, you know, and not to shade anybody else, but I be around other kids sometimes their age. And I'm like, oh, they really are good girls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I be seeing how some of these kids act. I'm like, oh, I would I would die if my kids yeah. even gave me a fraction of those issues. So I'm really grateful for my babies. Um, grateful for our friends, you know, Serena, Brittany, just, oh God, yeah. yeah, just everybody. You know, I came out of surgery to this long text message in, you know, our group chat with Brittany from her and just all the well wishes yeah. and just how excited she is for this baby to be a part of our family and to love, you know, this new child just the way she loves my girls and, you know, just having good people in your life as friends and having your village. So like It's a beautiful not to thing. Cut you off, but like there's people who be at odds with their friends or people in their yeah. like, vicinity of like, they didn't want us to have this baby. They yeah. didn't want this. Jealousy. Like, and Just jealousy, yeah. all this other. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 
that's so foreign to me and it's yeah. but it's also I'm I'm very happy that we don't know what just, that life we is. We ain't got that. Mm-hmm. That's not our reality. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's yeah. so beautiful and I'm I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for our followers. You know, I you have always had a large social media presence. <clears throat> I have not. Um I a lot of my followers that interact a lot with me are here because of you. You know, they they love me because they love you. And it's just been really, really beautiful, you know, to receive that love. And, you know, just like in that email, you know, you are baby mama now. And like yeah, that's I really, that. yeah, that's how they feel. You know, they send me so many well wishes and so many prayers and you know, there's so much gratitude from them for, you know, what I'm doing for you. And I just, it's really, really, really nice. And sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm not the type of person to kind of brag about a lot of stuff. And so, you know, I think a lot of the kind messages, especially like on Snapchat and stuff, I just answer them privately, but I'm kind of getting into the mindset of, doing it more publicly because you know initially I thought you know I don't want to sit here like oh I'm so loved I'm so this I'm so that but I think it's important to share the love and Mm -hmm. to outwardly say I see you and I appreciate you and this is I'm so grateful for for you you're a stranger yeah you know and you you care about me you love me you're invested in me i've been praying all morning for y'all right exactly that's beautiful that's so crazy people don't get that people don't have that and you know to to go back to what you've said a few times about how you know it's almost human nature to respond to the negativity and you know to publicly kind of you know shame people uh, uh, publicly when when they say negative things and i just have been a lot more cognizant of countering that too with just as openly and readily showing the love that we get Mm -hmm. and sharing that with everyone. And it really is in abundance. Yeah. It's so much for every ugly thing someone says, there's a hundred that are just so genuinely loving and supportive and kind. And I think it's important for everybody to be able to see that like, you know, this is, the majority of what we get from you guys and we see it and we appreciate it. So I'm grateful for our listeners and our followers. And I thank you guys so much for loving me and accepting me in Solomon's life and, you know, making me feel a part of this big, enormous family that we have out here in social media land. Yeah. You know, and then my last person on my gratitude list because I wanted to save the best for last was of course you yeah like (laughs) yeah period so you know we got out of surgery on Sunday and Solomon was taking me home and um he gave me a beautiful thank you card with a three-page letter folded up inside of it and I got home and I got settled in and I opened it and the contents of that letter, it was the most beautiful letter I've ever received. And I will have this letter forever. I actually scanned it and saved it in my cloud so that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. No matter what. Ha- yeah. No matter what. I will always have it, you know. Um, and it's just it's so beautiful. And it's like 
I appreciate the gratitude and I appreciate being thanked and all that kind of stuff. But I never get tired of hearing how impactful this is on your life, you know, and your family and just what this baby is going to bring to you and just, you know, being able to be a part of it is really special. And I wouldn't just randomly do this for any and everybody. Like, it's not like, oh, you know, whoever wants to use my womb, it's open. Like, I'm not, that is not at all it. I would, that's not me. But, you know, in saying that, it's not some like, oh my God, this is going to take everything from me to do this for you. Like, it's, it's not that, you know, it's, it's really just a labor of love. It's not some big, huge, crazy undertaking for me in my opinion and in my mind, you know? And so to do something that I feel isn't, I don't want to say not that huge because that's not the sentiment I'm looking for, but something that is just so, yeah, of course I would do this for you. For it to be so impactful for you and for you to, you know, share that like this is just the best thing in your life and that, you know, that means everything because it didn't, it doesn't, it's not, I'm not taking anything from myself to give that to you. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that it is so impactful, it it it's beautiful and I love it. And you are like, I always joke, like, this is my favorite baby daddy <laughs> out of my three. <laughs> but like, really, like, you are in so many ways, you know, and for so many reasons. And I was on the phone with Marcus on my drive down here and I forget what we were talking about. But of course, you you came up and I was like, no, like. He, you know, he takes great care of me already. Like, he makes sure that I need nothing, want for nothing. I'm, you know, so confident and comfortable and happy. And, you know, after appointments, multiple times you've given me care packages. And just you're always thinking of me and always so thoughtful and just doing whatever it is that you can to make me comfortable. And I think even more, it's even more magnified being that we're in these you know, surrogacy groups and stuff like that and seeing these relationships that people have. And of course, you know, surrogates and their intended parents and stuff, they ideally you have a comfortable and a good relationship with one another, but it's still business at the end of the day. And there's always that underlying air and feeling of it being exactly that, you know, and at the end of the day, the most important thing to most of these intended parents is this baby. The baby. Yeah. And it's like mom or, you know, uh, carrier is is a is a second. And I'm so comfortable because I know I am just as important to you yeah. as this baby. And I know, you know, there's nothing that you wouldn't do for me. And, you know, it it the the most important thing about this is not just the end result it's the entire journey the whole process yeah. yeah and and it's not it's it's just a lot of the things are just because it's me not because well this will be best for Tia because it's better for the baby it's like yeah. no this is just good for Tia cuz yeah. she's my friend and I love her and this is what it is you know and so it's so appreciated and it's never lost upon me and you know i love you and I love you, too. you are definitely just a blessing so yeah you know this morning when i got the email you weren't on it clearly Mm -hmm. because they they didn't it's the embryologist and Mm -hmm. so he didn't know yeah the dynamic but he's probably just going through protocol of like absolutely we do have paperwork on the file of like this is just more of a traditional Mm -hmm. surrogacy 
being she is literally in the eyes of the facility as Mm -hmm. an egg donor. Yes. So I get why you weren't on the email, but then clearly I added it back, but it made Mm -hmm. me thinking like, even while we're in person, clearly everybody now know I'm gay. Yeah. (laughs) They know like it's a a group that like we're we're a unit. We're a unit, yeah. It's not just like, oh, this is the egg donor and this is the intended peer. It's not that. It's more like- This is Tia and Solomon. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And um, when I saw the email, I was like, okay, of course, I get why Tia was left out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it was like, but they didn't get to, they don't see us in person. They don't see like- our interactions. You know- and because everybody in the office, yeah, that's not how we're treated. Right. We be on all the email CC yeah. together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, but I feel like that's also indicative of our relationship. But mm-hmm. it's also, um, uh, it's also mirrors that like people do go through this in a very more stringent very way. Sterile. Very like, you know, egg donor, intended parent, yep. like type of thing. And yep. um, it was just. It's, I'm just glad that that's not yeah. it. You yeah. know, like when I pray, like I ain't just praying for like <laughs> a baby. Like yeah. I'm praying for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I want, you know what I'm saying? Like I want my child to never experience the the things that I've gone through with my biological mother. Right. So it's so important for me to facilitate that now. Yep. And then when I look and talk to my parents or even like Serena's, it's not, they ain't just talking about and praying for just a bit. They're praying for you too. Like yeah. my dad was like, how's Tia doing? Yeah. And like, I'd rather just lie and be like, <laughs> you know, it, I don't want to be like, oh, you know, right. a couple cramps or whatever. Cause yeah. I'll fly up. Exactly. To, you know, <laughs> are you okay? I want to talk to the cramps. I need to talk to the FDA. <laughs> my dad was trying to talk to the FDA a few weeks ago. So uh, it just means the world that like, so funny. it's, that is the dynamic. And yeah. it's like, this is exactly what I wanted yeah. going into this. So yeah, I can't really ask for anything more. I know. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's so, we are so beyond blessed. Oh my God. Yeah. I love it. Yay. Yay so for next us. next week we will have more results. Yes. So exciting. So exciting. Yeah. I don't know if we'll be able to share the result. I, Cause we'll, release this on monday i don't know when we're gonna record we might record before monday next week yeah this week was crazy so that wasn't happening but if we record before monday we won't have any results for you yet but right we won't we'll have like we'll get a a we'll have the day five update and then we'll probably get like a day six update okay and so day will. seven would be like a Sunday. So depending on like when, yeah, we'll know like something. Yeah. yeah, we'll have we'll have some sort of update for you guys. But for sure, by the time this episode, the next episode comes out, or yeah, next Monday, mm-hmm. um, them embryos gonna be on a flight to Jersey. Yes, that's crazy. That's they crazy. out here getting miles. Okay, getting flewed out. <laughs> getting flewed out. They getting flewed out. <laughs> I've been getting flewed out since I was an embryo. You okay. gotta come harder. <laughs> getting flewed out, honey. <laughs> That is hilarious. I love it. Well, I think this is a very healthy mm-hmm. episode, a very positive episode. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. We've just and this is so indicative of just the week that we've had. Like it's just been a fantastic, happy, wonderful week and you know, I, I feel like this is how our weeks are going to continue going. I feel like Amen. the bulk of our stress and craziness was the last few weeks and now that we're kind of over that hump 
we can kind of breathe yeah. and things are just so much easier and lighter and happier and all that. So yay for us. Go us. Go team. Go team. <laughs> so again, if you want to write into the show, send it into life and progress show at gmail.com. Yes. Um, <clears throat> and that's it. If you have anything else to say. No, I don't follow us on our social media. That'll be in the show notes as well. And, um, yeah, thanks. And rate and review us. Please. Yes, rate, review. We love talking yeah. to you guys. We love hearing from you guys. So do all of that, please. Yeah. And until next week, take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Bye. Bye.